Kevin, why are you drinking beer right now? I'm drinking beer. I'm getting day drunk. Okay, that's cool. It's the beginning of the day. It's uh, actually an S Pellegrino. Pellegrino? Not, yeah, it looks S like S a Pellegrino. Um, <laughs> Oren, it's good to see you. How are you doing? I'm good. All good. Yeah. Everything's good. You're good? I think uh, so. I, I tell myself here? that I'm good, but I could not be good. I don't know. We're going to go with good. We're just going to go with good for the, for the sake of uh, <laughs> for this. Connor, I, I understand that you were interested in politics at a very young age. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> um, and I had a uh, uncle named Mo, uh, <laughs> and uh, his last name was not, yeah. Yep, yep. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought I, Mo. Why did people call Lester Mo? I just wondered. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, let's 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 do a podcast, huh? Um, well, uh, I should say a couple things. Yeah. Uh, say some things. Uh, Con- Connor, it's great to have you. Um, I, th- I thought I'd give you a, a second to just tell you a little bit about who, like, who you are, what your YouTube channel is your Twitter and all that. So, so Connor, go for it. Yeah. So, um, I, on my Twitter and like it's my Instagram and stuff like that, uh, it's Connor MB, uh, on film. And I just like talking about movies, video games, uh, some music sometimes, but mostly movies. Um, I really love writing and talking about movies a lot. I haven't really been able to like talk about video games a lot, which I'm, I'm very excited to talk about some stuff on here. Um, I have like thought about making like YouTube videos about games on my YouTube channel, which is called um, Everything is Weird. And I love making like video essays and stuff like that. Um, And I've only recently gotten to like posting and like really making stuff in the past like two years. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to be on here. I'm really excited to talk about some stuff. And um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited that I'm actually able to talk to you, Oren, because I've been a mutual with you for like the longest time. And being on this podcast is a really great <laughs> pleasure for me. Very nice. It's funny too because cool. yeah, uh, I've never met Kevin in person, so I don't know if Kevin's actually just AI. And uh, Aaron, I met like a year ago or a little over a year ago. So it's just like the world we live in now, where we just connect with people. Met in and person, never a year actually ago, see them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kevin is AI. He's a he, he is a, a looped recording with chatbot GPD pumping out voice. That would be awesome. I knew it. <laughs> that's why he always looks the same. <laughs> just, there's like, actually, yeah, um, yeah, same every day. Yeah, you've just been in the same setting every time we've done video, whereas like, Oren and I have changed to different. Oh, that's rooms. true. There's always me with like a blurry, blurry bedroom background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Connor, welcome again, uh, guys. What, what? Uh, what do we have for news today, Oren? This looks like uh, Jason Schreier did his Jason Schreiering on Redfall. Yeah, yeah, we um, Redfall's back in the news to, again. Uh, Jason Schreier he did a report with a bunch of anonymous sources from uh, Arcane Studios, and it just seems like based on his recording, it kind of confirms a lot of the fears that we had. Like seven, didn't like seventy percent of the arcane Austin staff that worked on prey left the studio. It's um, it was heavily mismanaged and it was kind of like the mismanagement and lack of vision of arcane Austin was also met up with Microsoft's laissez faire, just kind of do whatever you want mode. And apparently a lot of the arcane Austin staff, when they got acquired by Microsoft, they were hoping Microsoft would cancel it. But Microsoft was like, no, just do your thing. 
And it's just like all of these forces kind of butted up against each other to create the disastrous product that's Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. The big picture, I guess, is that is that Prey, which is like a lot of people's, you know, game of all time, but but was a big commercial failure. So uh, Bethesda and, and Arcane was like, we need to make a more mass market game. Let's chase some trends. Let's make this let's make this friendly to a, a bigger audience. And uh, that is what everybody thought when they first saw this game is that it felt like a trend chasing, which is it's a bummer. I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we I, talked about this, like, oh, it was Bethesda or Microsoft wanted them to be a service game. And then they said that, oh, yeah, they wanted it. They needed a service game. So, like, this and Wolfenstein Youngblood were both, like, attempting to, to dive into that market. But I think it's a really competitive market, and it's also, like, expensive and, like, easy to fail. So, I don't know. It seems like a bad idea <laughs> to me, as we've seen with this game. Yeah. But at the same time, it it worked with uh, Hi-Fi Rush, where like they were like, okay, just kind of do whatever you want with Tango. So I'm just wondering if they just need to the hands offness, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they need to do it by a case by case basis, where they just need more communication, more management, and if like a project's going well, they're like, okay, we'll step step away, but. Like if it is yeah. disastrous, like Redfall, where like all the signs are pointing towards things not panning out. I yeah, don't know. it's weird that we have people rooting for corporate meddling, but like normally corporate meddling is uh, undesirable, right? We, but like I guess the problem was that this was corporate meddling prior to the to the the acquisition, and then yeah. there wasn't more corporate meddling to like right the ship. Right. I'm just surprised they released it. Yeah, me too. But what, have you played uh, Redfall Connor at all? I have not, but I've been on the sidelines of this whole it's <laughs> this not worth it. show. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it definitely like releasing this like so close to something like, I don't know, like you know, Back for Blood. I, I kind of got similar vibes from this. Maybe not in terms of the production cycle or like how it actually turned out, but in terms of just like it just trying to market to, to some sort of like um, uh, uh, what's the term you guys said a second ago with the um, when when a game's released like Rainbow Six Siege or like Destiny service uh, game service, service game. game oh yeah, yeah live yeah, service yeah yeah, yeah that, that's it definitely like you said felt very uh, placated towards that kind of uh, demographic but I is um, when you release a game that's supposed to last a long time you want to make sure it like actually works when it right. first comes out mm. <laughs> so yeah not not the greatest <laughs> showcase i think it's a bummer like if this is this is the game that killed arcane austin like what a travesty and it is i mean so yeah. when we talk about like institutional knowledge and institutional like credibility and like sustainability like if 70 yeah. percent of the people who worked on prey are gone like who knows what they could make now but it's not the same studio yeah you know, so. the ship of Theseus has been almost completely replaced at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's like that happens. And then like it makes 2016 or eternal, right? They make like to still, you know, most sure. of the studios gone. Someone so under like, that name could make something great. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that, uh, we, we just don't know that. But it's just it just sucks that like they cultivated the studio that had made again, again, that a lot of people really love. And uh, and those people are not there anymore. 
if they were to make like an immersive sim again, they would need to yeah replace their whole staff or maybe not replace their whole staff, but just um, they'd need to. It, it was so funny because when they were making Redfall, they hadn't announced it for like the longest time. And they were getting all these applications for people who wanted to work on immersive sims, but they couldn't say that they weren't working on an immersive sim. So that would just like compromise a lot of the application process. It's like, mm. yeah. yeah. And I think we touched on this, but I, I don't feel like there was any element of immersive sim that I could recall in that game at all. Some people have played it through and, and seem to be like there's there's something there if you get deep enough into it and you really stick to the story. There's some fun moments and some cool design. Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a tragic story. Uh, Jason Schreier, again, from Bloomberg, wrote a good article on it. Worth checking out if you want to get the, the, the nitty-gritty. But, um, yeah. Bummer. It's Bummer, too bad man. that we didn't get an ar- a great arcane game in 2023, which is you know set up to be this amazing year for video games. But that was just the one and thing that didn't pan out. Their last game was 2017. <laughs> so when's the next time we're gonna they, they get a chance? Right, like five years. So th- th- they still exist. I don't which know. Is good. Like if this was EA, they would have started the studio, or Activision, they would have started the studio. Yeah. Right? I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I, I wish the best to our, everybody at Arcane, Leon and, and Austin, and I hope that they can uh, yeah. do, do well by this game and future games. So, yeah, I don't know. Should we talk about games we've been, we've been playing? So I wanted to quickly mention, I felt oh, like yeah. uh, that this genre is cursed. Immersive Sims, like in this style, the Metroidvania immersive sim. But well, right, and then, the but then, the then there's this sim. game that just recently came out that I'm like, wait oh, a minute, yeah, they they were cursed on their development cycle, but they released it, and uh, from what I have played, what little I had played, I liked it. Aaron, you played a lot more System Shock remake by Night System Tide. Shock. Oh yes, so System Shock was interesting because it it hit recently. Orin's like, uh oh, reviews look bad, and they kind of did, right? That Metacritic was like 72 or 73. It has since slowly crawled its way up to like, I think it's either 77 or 78 right now, which is a, a bit more respectable. It seems like very polarizing is, is kind of what I expected is that the game is, is hues very close to the original. And um, that's sort of like for, for good and for ill, I guess. But um, I played a few hours of it. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. Um, I'll have a lot more to say about it in future weeks. I think because it is it is going so far back to like the initial inception of this kind of genre. Like it doesn't have a lot of the staples that you might expect. Like there's very linear solutions to problems in the game as opposed to very open-ended ones, which is what mm. you get at a prayer system shock too. Um, right. But I think it's a good game. I, I, the few hours I played, I was really having a good time. Um, they're like it's it's just funny to see like the responses to it because people seem to either really love it or hate it like g-man lives loved it ign gave it a nine uh under the mayo didn't love it but but had some like grudging respect and some criticism for it so it's kind of it's very polarizing i think it's 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 for certain people and not for maybe most people and i think you see games like that get those like middling 70s metacritic store scores where it's like some of the reviews are tens and some of them are fives yeah, I think that's wasn't that how like Power Wash Simulator was? It was like a lot of people are like, this game is stupid, and then the people who love it are like, oh, this is really game of the I year material. People didn't like it. I mean, I didn't like it. Didn't click with me, but I didn't think it was bad. I wouldn't have given it a five out of ten. Uh, a five I, is like what? I, how? I, it's not a five. Yeah. <laughs> a 
from what I had played, there was no five level content there. How m- how many hours did you play, Kevin? Like a couple? Or? I played I played like an hour and a half. Um, I also played on a controller, which was a mistake because they don't have an option for sprint toggling. So you have to like hold the left stick while you move for System Shock. Yeah, and there also was uh. no aim assist. <clears throat> felt like Night Dive had like slapped the controllers controls on like. It's a PC game. There. It's a yeah. PC game. It's yeah. not so even I'll play on consoles. Keyboard, which... So yet anyway, yeah. Uh, it felt really good. Like like graphics look great. The gunplay is fun. Um, the level design is crazy maze like, and it's very easy to get lost. And not it's like the game just does not hold your hand in that very old school way. Yeah. So mm. some people are gonna hate that, and and that's totally fair. Uh, I, I think I'll probably have more to say about that in next episode. But um, let's talk about like okay, here's the thing, right? Games that are we're talking about the curse of the immersive sim. Games that are very open ended. <laughs> that allow a lot of player freedom sim. tend to have trouble finding an audience unless they're Zelda. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. Nintendo. We, we, we were all playing Zelda, right? Oh, I, yeah. I guess not all, yeah. but Connor, you've been playing Zelda. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been loving the hell out of it. And it's like one of the very few times that I've actually enjoyed being like on Twitter and online while playing it because like, there's no like nothing to spoil like the story is just kind of for me at, at least it's like kind of like you know in the background but it's yeah. just so fun to see yeah. people experiment with something like this because like it's just an absolute just sandbox like you get to do whatever you want and it's just god i do feel bad for for a lot of game developers and i feel like this comes a lot with like um really like well designed like you know sandboxes like this where it gives you so much stuff to do and like the master hand ability is like, so interesting and all the physics of like the wheels and stuff like that are so like well designed i feel bad for future developers because if you go on twitter for like a few seconds people are like if this is not in a game in the next or not a game i'm anticipating in the next couple years then that game is automatically garbage because you look at zelda they they did this so well and it's like you can't expect that from every single developer especially with like what this game is doing mm-hmm. like i feel like i'm just as much as I love it, I feel like uh, with something as like well received as this, it's definitely I can definitely see see it having effect on like, how people like view future open world games, like 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 Breath of the Wild has done with some uh, other open world games that have come out like you know over the past couple of years, but especially this one because I feel like the mechanics in this are really like because they had so much of a foundation uh, from Breath of the Wild, they didn't really like have to sort of advanced like the graphics or anything like that too much it's just they're using this engine they're able to experiment um i feel like this one is just like there's so much it's like oh god i can't say enough good about it yeah oh yeah yeah definitely how many hours do you think you put in so far um i'm okay i'll be fair i'm not very far but i have put like at least like 50 hours into it i believe right Um, (laughs) yeah but but like it's like I haven't had a lot of time to like actually like binge it, but like every single time I've played it, I've just like kind of go- gone over the time that I you know would have for like a hobby or or like mm-hmm. just playing a game in general. It's just it's so addicting, and I haven't really felt like this for a game in like the longest time. Yeah, that's awesome. I I totally agree. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm like this is like an open world game <clears throat> that's consistently impressing me, and I played tons and tons of open world games and it's like this one is like really stands out like so much even again more than breath of the wild like i really feel like breath of the wild is like a, like a first draft after playing this game it's like 
And Breath of the Wild obviously is considered to be a masterpiece, but this game I just feel like it's just so much better. <laughs> like, like, every... like tr try comparing like the Ice Cube uh, like mm. a, um, ability with like the Master Hand, or even like the the like Ascend ability, or like the, mm. the Lapse ability. There's so, like it's just there's so much more you can do. I feel like the originals uh, abilities were more based on combat, whereas this is like more based on like traversal and stuff like that, which is like so good for this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think Ascend is going to make some one of some jump crouch list at the end of this year because uh, Ascend? Ascend is like Ascend like changes how I think about like that game completely. The best jump crouch movement in a game, jumping yeah. through a fucking scene, <laughs> yeah. yeah, coming exactly. out on the other end. Yeah, uh, yeah. This no, I love what you said about like you just go over your time. Like I kept finding myself, like, oh, it's like two thirty in the morning, and I, I was going to go to bed at like you know twelve thirty. And I'm like, I got worked. Like, I, I need to stop playing, but I just want to play just like a little bit more. Yeah. How often do you have the experience where you're like playing it and you'll see something that you like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do that. And then you'll like see like three other things on the way and you'll like forget to do the thing that you were there for because there's so many yeah. other things to do. <laughs> that's the one like con with the game, I would say. And it's, it's not really a con because you're like, oh, I, I'm still enjoying it. But like the ADD sensation that you get, yeah. like I said, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. It's I like so it. Dense. It's so dense. Like, it especially the depth, or I don't know if I want to say. Yeah. Can, mm. I, can I say that? Because I know people have, like, kind of uh, saved that for, like, spoilers. Spoiler but, like, alert. Weird. Yeah. We, we, could talk, we could talk about it. We, we didn't talk about it last time, but let's let's just say this some little spoilers. Uh, maybe I'll put a timestamp in the thing where you could skip ahead if you don't want Zelda spoilers. But, yeah, what's the big secret you're, you're talking about here? So the depths, like, the third, like, the third world, essentially, the third map is, like, that I feel like I, I get so lost down there. Not oh, only because yeah. it's like it's because you have to use like bright bloom seeds like wherever you go, but like it, it's just it's so. When I say dense about like Hyrule, that is like times like a million in the depths because like literally like because you can't really see the map and you can't see any icons or anything like that. It is just like every single like step you take is like another new area, a cave or something or like for like. I don't know. It, it's so crazy because, like, with these kind of games, I would expect there to be some kind of like limit or, um, like, you know, invisible wall or something like that. Because, like, whenever I I find a random like tunnel or something like that, and it looks like it's 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 um blocked off, I can like explode like the rocks in that tunnel with like a bomb or something, and it's like there's more, and it, I have those experiences like so many times in the game where I'm like this should be blocked off, but for some reason I can get through it or I can like use the ascendability to get past it or something. It's just like, it, it's, it's insane to me. Yeah. Look, I think Oren needs a little setup here, a little context. So there is the main map, right. That you got from breath of the wild and it's altered a little bit. And then there's all these sky islands and there's temples and all kinds of crazy shit in the sky. And that's all brand new. And you can explore that. Then there's caves that you can go in, but then there's also holes in the ground. And when you jump down, you fall into this like bottomless abyss and then it's pitch black. And it's all of a sudden like you're playing dark souls and like mm -hmm. there's no light and you have to like find like weird bonfire things <laughs> like trees that like light up the area. And, and it's like super threatening and dangerous and the enemies take your hearts away like permanently until you heal again. It's the like, best part of the game. It's like a whole other fucking map. Yeah. It's like it, it could be that could be its own game in another game. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I, it's insane. <laughs> I keep hearing people say that that like uh, the game has like so many mechanics that could just be their own game. And I, I think that's cool. <laughs> 
like the master hand ability in itself is just like there's so much stuff you can do obviously like i'm gonna keep mentioning twitter because it's just like every single day i oh, open yeah. up that app i see something new about zelda like zelda or like something new you can do with the master hand ability or whatever ability but specifically the stuff people are building most of it's garbage most of it's like penis monsters mm. but then like uh <laughs> some there's some stuff that like people are actually designing with like knowledge of like whether it be like architecture or like engineering they're actually using like real world like knowledge in this the construction of these builds it's like it's so oh god it's so cool have you have you seen the, the subreddit hyrule engineering I have it's, not. It, you should look at it. It's <laughs> the shit that people have made is like, how, I, I'm not like a I, technically my job title's engineer, but I am not this type of engineer. I don't know anything. This is totally not my thing, and I I have no creativity when it comes to. It. I like make like a block and like wheels, put wheels on it and drive it around. <laughs> but people are yeah. making like absolutely ridiculous, crazy. Yeah, here's my aircraft carrier, and it my, works. My blimp. My like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like tank just, is my mech that like walks. Yeah, I saw a mech. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, I, I just I love doing this little like side quest where the people are like hold, or the guy is holding up the the gate or not the gate. Sorry, the, post. the sign. Will yeah, you support yeah, yeah. me? You to, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like literally like, the contraptions I make to hold it up are like they look like garbage, but I'm oh just like god, stacking yeah. stuff yeah. to like make sure it stands. How many still. like wooden things can I fit to like? like a, fit, yeah, those are such funny puzzles. I really like yeah. those puzzles. I think they're like every time I see them, I do it because they're. I just I like doing them. And honestly, like I don't like doing three D space physics object things. Like I find that to be tedious usually. But somehow this mm-hmm. game they made it fun. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, the funniest part about that is like also like with that you have to find like a way to like talk to him for that puzzle to work. So if you block him off, you have to be able to like activate like a, a dialogue That's right. with him. Mm-hmm. For for it to actually like stand up, it's like there's there's some stuff like that where it feels like you're breaking the game, but mm-hmm. it never feels like the game is like glitchy. It just feels mm-hmm. like there's so much yeah. to do that like it just I don't know. It, it's it's so weird to describe because like I've never really had this experience with a game where it's like it makes me feel smart because with a lot of games usually I'm kind of like playing into its hand where I'm like doing what it wants me to do. Whereas with this, like even if I am doing what it wants me to do in a certain certain like um. Uh, like temple or whatever i always feel like i'm doing it the wrong way but it still works so i'm like yeah maybe i'm just like smart or maybe this is like how it wants me to play i don't know but either way it's 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 very satisfying to have that happen to feel like you're like doing it a roundabout way it's like "Ah, i got more player agency i'm doing it i'm not i'm like not it's not the way the developers want me to do it but i did it anyways Mm -hmm. it's very satisfying yeah that game's too fun it's like I've already put like 60 hours in and I've only done like one temple and a couple of the main quests. Like I've barely progressed in the story, but you know, like I'm just doing what I did in Oblivion basically. Um, mm. it, it, I recommend it really... doing some temples. No, uh, yeah, because you get stuff. You get stuff uh, I, I'll helpful. probably start like mainlining it a little bit, but like it, it is totally like the open world game that I always wanted that like every problem has like a common sense solution of your own device like like you don't have to follow like i think of all these sony open world games like ghost of tsushima yeah. and they have mm. very prescribed missions that are very linear and very much about the set piece and the spectacle rockstar rockstar um and, and this is just not that west has been the one that i've been comparing it the most to because like which one I'm, i still horizon horizon, west. horizon i've yeah. been still playing that i haven't finished it um, but every single time I go to the back of that game, I'm like, oh, I'm always thinking Breath of the Wild. But then when Tears of the Kingdom came out, and I played Horizon Forbidden West a couple of days ago just to see 
how it felt or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, incredible how that game is. All, those games are. Oh my god, the fact that that game was released beside Breath of the Wild, and then the next one was released by Elden Ring, and right. then Tears of the Kingdom comes. Oh my god, it's 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 embarrassing. But like, just comparing <laughs> them is is pretty. It's pretty funny just to see like how limited they are. Even though like while you're playing it, it might seem fun. It might be fun, but like these games just show like. That's me saying this because like I feel kind of bad saying this, uh, saying that like I don't want this expectation to be placed upon like other developers because like as much as like there is so much you can do with an open world and like Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild are pure exemplifications of the lack of limitations with that kind of concept. I don't want to place those limitations on other developers because just like I don't. I, it's hard because I, I I don't want to give like these, you know, million dollar million uh um, million dollar budget like um, games like credit as if like they need it, right? Mm-hmm. As if like they need to be like lifted up. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. It's hard when something like this comes out because it's like I I it's just it's so above everything that has come out in the past couple of years in terms of open world because like obviously right. there have been open worlds that have done stuff differently and maybe better in certain areas in terms of like maybe like direction or story or whatever but like man i don't know if i've played an open world as like just fun as this one i, I really can't think of anything else honestly yeah well i think a lot of it too is um I think Horizon Forbidden West is trying to make like the best open world game with like 2014 style philosophy of what an open world game is, right? Yeah. But like it's about maps, it's about waypoints, like they're really kind of going back to like classic open world design while Zelda is more like at, they're more like Apple engineers trying to design something completely new. It's like, okay, like, how can we take an open world and completely rethink it so that it's player driven? There's like this illusion of like, there's like a journey that the player is kind of leading as opposed to like activating a quest, going to collect this icon on the map. Like, it, it's, it's yeah. like one's fighting last year's war while this one's fighting next year's war or something. Totally. Yeah. I, the thing that I think is the most striking is people complain about open world games because they're you know they're 20 miles wide and in a square inch like deep like they have no depth nothing's interactive everything's super prescribed in terms of solutions like you it's just a giant potemkin village and like this game is like Mm. as deep as it is wide and that and that's it's always like the promise i think with open world games is people want want to think of it as oh it's just like the real world i could do what i would do in the real world and it's just this vast playground but it's like they're not they're they're just a bunch of you know story beats and um you know vistas that you come over and stuff like this game is just like you can do what you want to do what i love too about this uh, game specifically is that like when you've discovered so much in the map you compare the way this map looks to like horizon or ubisoft open world game those games have so many icons everywhere whereas right. this one you feel like you've done so much and then you open up the map and like the only icons you can see are the important ones like the, the um the shrines uh the like um, towns and everything it doesn't look like cluttered it just like looks like it, this was actually designed like for the benefit of the player rather than like mm-hmm. you know a ubisoft game where literally like every single thing you've ever picked up in your entire life in this game 
is marked in the map and it's like oh my god it gets so overwhelming with those things but with this it just like feels maybe not minimal but like it, it feels um not distracting mm-hmm. i like what you said aaron about it being a potemkin village village because um I've, I've had that experience so many times with open world games like even red dead redemption 2 like that game has this like i remember having conversations with people about that game like oh you're gonna be able to like do so much stuff like you can like completely immerse yourself in the systems you're gonna like really feel like you're role-playing as a cowboy and then you actually play the game and you realize how limited in scope it actually is and a lot of it is just kind of shooting stuff and that's it and like comparing that to this new legend of zelda or to elden ring like those games like i like remember everything about elden ring because mm-hmm. it was just new experiences yeah. all the time and i felt like i was role-playing my own story yeah yeah if you think of like westworld like westworld there's like a minor westworld spoilers here i guess but like there's there, there's the like guided tour missions that everybody's doing and then like right. everybody who's like a westworld veteran that goes to the park they're like no fuck that shit you gotta fucking ride out to the middle and start like killing people and doing your you know you got to make a totally new story um and this feels way more like that than the guided uh I, stories i, of I really games. feel like right like i think of horizon I, I, <clears throat> this is a christmas horizon but it's also i haven't played it but i just feel like it's like so much effort is thrown into like the story and the graphics and like not utilizing the world as like a mechanic or it's like mm-hmm. i think right. of like death stranding like the the world is the mechanic of the game and like this game i think is also doing that um, and I really feel like that's like what needs to happen because otherwise it feels like you're just like on a path with like huge long gaps that you have to like run and then you like do a consume like a story pe- beat and then like go do the next story beat. But and you're just like the world doesn't feel like it has any purpose other than like making you travel through it. Like there's no like mechanics with the world in a lot of games. So I feel like that's like the real clincher to me that mm-hmm. that <clears throat> these games are doing. I think Elder Ring also does. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, are you still like Elden Ring is better or are you feeling this one's better? I mean, Elden Ring is like, uh, Elden Ring is like, well, I don't know. Like I've, you don't I've have to rec- compare them. They're, they both have I, their strengths. Yeah. I like Elden Ring more, Yeah, <laughs> but I think this game's amazing. Like, like still Elden Ring's like, like when I'm playing Elden Ring, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, this is like the best game I've ever played. Like I have that thought sometimes. Like this is the best FromSoft yeah. game. And then I'll be like, well, it's probably still Sekiro or maybe it's Dark Souls, but I don't know. But like I, Elden Ring is just such a such a thing <laughs> yeah but they i think they have different strengths ultimately is the real answer yeah there. They, they definitely do um i do feel what connor's saying like other developers now have a couple of really memorable open world games and it raises the question like why make an open world game like like it's a it's not fair i guess to to, to think oh well every game should have this level of interactability this level of traversal and uh, problem solving but like also like why make an open world game if you're not going to do that i don't know maybe that's just me being a total backseat game designer but like like why, what's the point of an open world if it's just going to be a flimsy cardboard cutout with really pretty vistas yeah i think some of it comes down to like because open worlds seem to be like this thing that most people agree on like may in concept be worth the price of like the full 70 60 or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that might be like what Ubisoft and like some other companies are going for, where they like they feel like at the in in order to convince people that it's worth a pre order, or you know if people still do pre orders, uh, or like worth like the full price, 
they have to make it open world to give them as much content as possible. But like, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've had like, you know, games like Doom Eternal where they've done really well and they have like sort of linear uh, stories and, and, and level design and everything. And it's like, it's not impossible. It's just, it, it's such a popular thing where it's like, if this game is going to be worth full price, we have to give them as much content as possible. Mm. And that's one of the problems <clears throat> is just like thinking about it in a sort of content way where they have to like make sure even while I'm saying this, I'm thinking about some games that have come out recently. They've, they've tried, I've tried to do that, even though it has no content to, to warrant that price, uh, that price. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it comes down, it comes down to that, but at the same time, I feel like that's kind of, hopefully it's dying off a little bit. Cause I, I, I would love to see like the game designers that are making these kinds of open worlds, learn, maybe learn, maybe not everything from Tears of the Kingdom. Cause I don't think, think every developer is capable of like what this game does. Yeah. Um, but learn in terms of like the experimentation and the freedom of this game to like kind of employ that kind of inspiration into something, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Sure. I think uh, Oren posted a video it was from Game Maker's Toolkit, and it was actually a uh, reconstructed uh, talk that Nintendo had given on Breath of the Wild and their design philosophy around constructing an open world there. And like the the short of it is that they realized that having broad, long ranging sight lines made people travel in really linear paths. But if you really made the world very vertical and had lots of conflicting. Uh, directions to go you could make it so that the player feels like they're kind of crafting their own story even if they're kind of are following different prescribed routes but it's kind of like branching paths um really it was it was a really good talk it really explained what made, i think made breath of the wild so good what also made elden ring so good and some of the better open world games and i think i think if that talk anyone making an open world game should at least consider what uh i don't know who was at nintendo that that gave that talk but that's uh worth watching one small thing I wanted to mention too that I, I thought was no, notable about this game, um, <clears throat> Connor actually brought this up, and I think it's it's worth like uh, highlighting too in context with Elden Ring. I think both Elden Ring and Tears of the Kingdom are like iterations on a successful formula. Like Breath of the Wild and Dark Souls already existed, so they had those mm-hmm. games existed, and then they could build up, they could spend the rest of all the time building up all these new <clears throat> systems or mechanics or worlds or whatever the thing is for each game to to work with, and like that was like. That was like what did it. So it's almost like two games culminated into like one super game. I feel like with both Tears of the Kingdom yeah. and Elden Ring is how I kind yeah. of feel. And like the aesthetics so, of nice. those two games are like are so strong that like yeah. I feel like all these other companies worrying about graphics and the you know mm. uh, ray tracing and as much as cool as that is with some games, it is just like it wastes so much time in terms of like what an open world can be and what it can do. And with like Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, like the, like you said, like those games are built from the groundwork of like other games, uh, or just like a you new know, predecessor. So it's like they're able to do so much with the time that would be spent with other developers, you know, making sure the game looks like real life for some reason. But you know, yeah. that, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. But but yeah, for it's sure. worth it's a conversation <clears throat> worth having though because I think like so many games go for you know fidelity overall and you kind of get like a lot of these games that like like for example the nintendo developers when they're thinking about their gameplay philosophy they're like thinking like okay how does it how how can we capture the sense that you're on this journey that you're discovering these spots that you're solving these problems by yourself meanwhile like rockstar back in 2018 they're like we need to have the testicles of the horse swell with the weather 
because that's realistic. It's like completely misplaced uh, effort, you know, completely misplaced resources. Like, oh, how do we make it so like, uh, yeah, like the horsehairs bristle when there's, you know, something ha- uh, intense happening. It's like, why are you thinking about that? It's such a waste of time. Couldn't agree more. Completely yeah. on the same page with you. Yeah. yeah. I'll say as Mr. I spent a lot of money on my gaming PC guy, I, I playing, you know, me too. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom at 720p, 30 frames per second. Yes. But with the level of polish that it has, I'm like, you know, I, I do love, I love my, my, my pixels and my frame rates, but like, you can do a lot with a little. Yeah. Like, like, don't, I think we could, we all agree, like, in terms of game design, this game is way more next gen game design than, than like Horizon is. Like, than any oh, open yeah. world game yeah. I've yeah. played. Like, that, it's yeah. like, but it's on like, a phone. Like PS3. Yeah, it's on like yeah. a tablet. It's like PS3, like Pet Power, Xbox 360. So. so. I just, I, I think like, like the sort of fidelity of graphics. I personally, for me, I'm more impressed by them in linear games where like they're kind of like so like expertly, like Last of Us, Last of Us, you know, one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way those are crafted in terms of like the fidelity of like, you know, of the graphics and like the way it's like pretty like, you know, the way it's orchestrated and everything, almost like a movie, like that, that. Those games look beautiful, specifically because they've had the time to sort of um, both work on the gameplay, but also like the way it looks and the way it looks cinematically. Because they don't have a massive world to like apply that that detail to every single corner, <laughs> like of an open world. Like it, it works. I think for me, it works better for those kind of things because mm. with open worlds, it just gets so like it gets so distracting maybe Mm -hmm. not in like a way where it's like i'm you know distracted by how good it looks but in a way where it's like you're losing out like automatically if you're putting more detail into like the way it looks then automatically there's not going to be as much you can do with like how it plays and uh yeah like the mechanics and everything for sure Zelda, good game. It seems like I still haven't played it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. <sighs> one one day on, I'll play it. It's better I'm than I thought it. it was going to be. Honestly, like I thought it was going to be really good, but I think it's yeah. like, it, it, it went past my expectations. Yeah, it's it's. I, I really had a good time with um, what's it called? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Resident Evil Four this year, but like Zelda's the game that just I could not put down. Like more That's than awesome. Uh, uh, speaking of games that one cannot put down, Oren, do do you have a problem? Do you have a an addiction growing? Do you have a? It's it's growing. I don't know if it's an addiction yet, but okay. Um, I've been playing Diablo Four. Mm. I've been playing it for the past uh, couple days, and I feel like I haven't been playing it that much. But I opened up my Xbox hour tracker and I'm already in the double digits. Like, how did that happen? I'm like Mm. 11 hours in. What the fuck? (laughs) It's Mm. like one of those games that like, as you're playing it, you don't feel like you're putting so much energy into it that like the hours just kind of like melt away. And you're like, all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, I played it for three hours. But, um, yeah, I'm a, I've been playing Diablo four. Um, I should say courtesy of Mike. Mike actually Mm. got me a review code. I'll just say that. I think he got you guys review codes as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Mike, for that. I appreciate it. Do you appreciate and, it, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's And, you know, like, you worked uh Mike, you worked on a great product because I'm really enjoying what I'm playing. And <laughs> um, 
I think the way as a I'm a total Diablo casual. I've never mm. played any Diablo game. This is like my same, first Diablo. Same. And as a Diablo noob, I think I would I would sell this game as like playing an Elden Ring style open world, but it's like way more chill. Mm. Like it's yeah. like a no frills super chill. N- no frills open world game like all the cutscenes are really short. The dialogue exchanges are really short. You just go in. You just you there. The game isn't pressuring you to follow the main quest. Like you could just yeah. go into dungeons, do side quests, play it however you want. And the focus is just on killing demons and collecting loot. <laughs> Who doesn't loot. love that? Right? Yeah, and then making your character look awesome. It's like the most no frills open world uh, action RPG I've ever played, and um, I love it. That's like that's what I love it. Like, I love how I'm playing it. I'm not worried about finishing the game because the game isn't pushing me to finish it. It's just like here's all this stuff, do whatever you want. <laughs> and um, I'm still in Fractured Peaks. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and I don't think I'm gonna leave it anytime soon. I think I'm gonna just hang out there and just do whatever I want. And I'm having a really good time with it. I think it is totally what I'm what I need right now. Not something super engaging and requiring a lot of my attention it's just like a really good chill violent crpg uh how are you guys liking it kevin how are you liking it you've been playing a lot i know i've been playing it quite a bit i i like it a lot um when i when i'm playing it i'm like consistently surprised that i'm playing a blizzard game not that it doesn't play like a blizzard game it plays the most blizzardy ass blizzard game ever but it just doesn't look like what i think a blizzard game would look like even right. though diablo 2 had this art style very similar i know it's not did. a modern vision blizzard not game, a modern vision but yeah. i just i'm like playing this game and it has this like it's like low fantasy like weapons and, and armor and like things look practical and feasible and it's like super violent and gory it's like just the antithesis of Diablo three and WoW, like it's just it's nothing like that. And I just visually. it's just really visually, visually, yeah. not gameplay wise. The yeah, gameplay yeah. is very similar, <laughs> but uh, just visually, I just I really I really love the vibe they're going for. I think the like, just the style of it's really really cool. Um, it's it's just I guess it just feels refreshing for, from Blizzard to have that. So I'm I'm a big fan. Have you guys um, seen the mud yet in this game? No, the mud. Well, so there's some caves have mud on the floor. Oh, I and have. Yes, the mud looks it, like, insane. It does. It deforms. <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah, like I don't mean. I, I mean like it looks visually stunning. Mud. It's the best yeah. mud I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah. This mud. Uh, I also have to just highlight, honestly, to me, the most striking thing is that I booted this game up. I have the pre-release copy. I booted it up. I installed my drivers. It ran perfectly. I had no crashing. I had no mm. frame dips. I had no problems on day one. I think this is the only AAA release this year on I PC. can think of. Yeah. On PC that I played, even RE4 had a little minor issues. Yeah. RE4 was the best by yeah. miles, but it had a kind of a couple tiny problems. They got fixed for it. Mostly FSR was looking weird, but they fixed that. Mm. So I think that this is like the uh, polished AAA release that... that uh, that we needed and deserved, right? It just is like, mm-hmm. it feels like I've been waiting for a long time for that, because this year has been the year of broken-ass PC games, so uh, uh, props I, I, to I Blizzard. Hate, I hate to poop on this, but I got some rubber banding. I've been getting some rubber oh. banding. Oh, well, that's because it's on, that might be that might be on your side, but it could be them, too, like, it's, because it's well, always I, online. I've been, I've been reading online that people have been getting rubber banding, so I, I did experiencing a little me, bit but, of that in the city. Yeah, so I, I have been, 
But no, overall, like, I mean, reading about how disastrous the Diablo 3 launch was back in the day, like, it seems like they're doing they're doing fine with the amount Mm -hmm. of issues they have. Because usually these these multiplayer games are disasters on launch. Yeah, they do seem to that happens a lot, doesn't it? Aaron, what do you think? Uh, I, I like it. Um, it's I love the style. I guess that they used uh, they used like um, uh, masters art as as inspiration for the vis- as like a visual guide for how it should look. Who is it? Uh, like 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 Dutch masters and Italian masters oh, and that's Caravaggio awesome. and stuff mm. like that. Um, so it has like a very like like I love the way that the game looks. Like it's probably yeah. my favorite thing. It just looks so good, it and it, it's weird because yeah. it has such a they high fidelity. It. Like, like I said, the mud, best mud I've ever seen. But also, it looks old school. Um, I love the way it sounds. Um, it does remind me a lot of World of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, yeah. am I playing WoW again? Uh, but uh, sure. uh, like, it's <laughs> it does I, it, gameplay. It, it curates some of the things I fucking hated about WoW. Like, um, I don't have to use every key on my keyboard for a different ability, so that's nice. Like, you mm. you only can use like six abilities, right, on your on your hotbar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like it. It forces you to do that. I'm playing a uh, a sorcerer, a mage. What are they called? Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Uh, pretty fun. Um, I I got I started playing some of the campaign. I got to the first boss and I got my ass kicked. And then I realized I was misunderstanding some of the aspects of how the gear works. So I equipped better gear and I stomped the boss. Um, uh, it's fun. Uh, I, I'm not good at playing it with a mouse. Uh, it's really it's it's a weird game where I'm like this is. It, it wants you to do this sort of like area of denial hokey pokey where you're moving in and out and um that shit is hard with point and click movement Mm. so i might be switching to a controller but then i found when i was like shooting projectiles with a controller sometimes they would miss and i'd get annoyed and i wasn't missing with the mouse so i'm not sure what's the right move Hmm. i don't know uh i mean like usually it usually locks on to the target but i have had moments with the controller where like it will just because i'm playing as a rogue and I'm, I'm 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 basically playing like Legolas, like I'm just shooting <laughs> arrows like crazy. Nice. Um, and it's uh, sometimes I'll just completely miss, and it's annoying, but it's not that bad. I, I, that one thing that I like about the game, I'm playing at World Tier Two, mm-hmm. which is a veteran, and I'm at like level twenty eight right now. So I, I've, been, I've been playing like a big chunk, even though I haven't touched like the main quest at all. I've just been doing side stuff, but um. I, I've I've only died one time so far, and mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I like that the game just kind of feels like a power fantasy in a lot of ways. In a way, mm-hmm. like it's like the opposite philosophy of Elden Ring. In Elden Ring, it's like you are nothing in this world, and you just need mm-hmm. to figure it out. But in Diablo, it's like they want you to feel like a badass like right away, and and I'm really enjoying that. I felt when I was playing with my friends that it was mm-hmm. like. This is the modern day gauntlet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, dungeon crawling <laughs> with friends and uh, collecting gear. I also just wanted to mention too that um, I've complained excessively about loot in games and shooters and looter shooters and or you know our uh, what's the other game Neo and all that. <clears throat> Doesn't bug me in this game. I feel like mm. Blizzard, the uh, arguably the originators of this style, have they. It feels very manageable. It doesn't feel tedious and annoying. Um, I don't feel like I have. I do have a lot of iter upgrades, but I don't know. They just managed to get the pace of that where it feels satisfying to get new gear, but it's not like, un- like I don't feel like, ugh, I had to go do that again. So 
I don't know what they did. I don't know what their secret of the sauce there is, but they did it better than anyone else. Uh, I think it's because they dole it out more tastefully than Neo does. That's part, one of part of it. But I think like the way they do the upgrading tree is so awesome because yes. like I think I think like with a lot of CRPGs um, or just RPGs in general. It'll just kind of spam you with like a bunch of mechanics and it gets overwhelming really fast. And like for someone like me, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can play this. But for this, like they tie in that to the upgrade tree. So if you want like a certain play style, like you can unlock this ability and then you upgrade that ability. So like I really feel like I'm molding my play style in a way that's like not overwhelming at all. Mm. And it's it's really effective and as for and i think the inventory management's really intuitive um it takes me like a long time to rack up a lot of loot i think the problem with the first neo and the second neo is that you get tons of loot right away and you play the game for 15 minutes and your inventory is already booked full of shit (laughs) and you're like what the fuck but in this game it takes like about an hour Mm. for like it to have that much inventory maybe a little less but it feels like a lot more manageable to to, to navigate the inventory in that way. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's funny. Cause this year is the year that I'm playing the like sequels to, to franchise. I haven't spent a lot of time on the original games like Diablo and street fighter six. I'm like mm-hmm. playing them both right now. And like, I haven't played that much old street fighter. I played street fighter two back in the day, but so it's just funny. Like, like playing Diablo four. Like this is kind of my, I have played Diablo two uh, remake and I played Diablo three a little bit, but really I didn't really play them. Like this is my first Diablo. Really, really. Yeah, I feel like it's also the year of it's like a repeat of 2017 where it's like you have all these massive ass games that are just huge and require like a hundred hours to play them and they're all coming out like weeks like in between each other. Oh it's my like, god! Which one do I play? Seriously. I don't know which one to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've decided to mostly play Diablo with friends and obviously Zelda alone. But uh, yeah, that's probably a the, good way to go. Yeah. Uh, I guess we but, should segue into Street Fighter then. I, I know, Connor, you've been playing a lot of Street Fighter. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> so I, so my relationship with Street Fighter has always been kind of weird. Um, so, like, I've always been, like, a like a big fan of, like, um, I, I've played, like, Third Strike and, like, um, in Street Fighter 4 or 5 um, and some of the, like, old like, retro ones. Um, but, like... I think this is like the only one that I think I actually really like kind of understand how it works. Cause um, with this one, they, they're bringing back um, the parry system, uh, like the whole drive system they're doing. Uh, and they're like messing with like how like meter works and, and um, it, it's, it's, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I, so my favorite like genre of like any game is like fighting games. Like I love mm. stuff like guilty gear, um, mm. KOF, um like uh blaz blue there's a lot like like, like anime fighters um you know like so like or, or stuff like street fighter or like nether realm love that stuff mm. um but uh i'm i'm enjoying this one a lot uh <laughs> it's it's just it's bringing back a part of me that i don't like that much which is like online <laughs> fighting games kind of make me angry <laughs> so oh, like yeah. playing <laughs> sure. like ranked and stuff like that has been pretty uh frustrating but it's been fun i've been enjoying it a lot yeah, it's it's been really good. <clears throat> I uh, my background with Street Fighters. I remember I, I 
bought this racing game for Sega Genesis when I was a kid, and like I got it returned. And then Aaron was with me, and he was like, "You should get Street Fighter Two. It's really good." And I got it, and I remember like learning it, and I just it was such a strange experience, like playing a fighting game for the first time and like trying to learn it. But I really haven't played a Street Fighter since then. Like I have four, I um, I have five. I didn't really play them though. <clears throat> so for me, like I've always been um, uh, a Tekken player with Aaron and a Soul Calibur player. So like my experiences are all around 3D fighters, which are just totally different than mm. 2D fighters. Like fundamentally, a lot of the core ideas are similar. Um, my friend is a Guilty Gear player, and I got him to play Tekken 7 with me, and we played it a lot. And I was like, dude, I'm thinking of playing Street Fighter. And he was like, oh, you should be able to pick that up quickly, sort of. Because <clears throat> we're he and I were talking, and, and, and I also done a lot of research online, and I, I this is, I, I don't know, but from what I understand, Tekken is like the hardest fighting game to really become like masterclass. I would um, agree. Like Korean backdash and stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. Doing doing electrics consistently for those like pun- launcher punishes is just. Bro, I Tekken got is it. just. Tuk, tuk, tuk. Dude, Tekken is just so ridiculous. I think Tekken yeah. is probably like I, I say this. It's like I think it's the hardest game I've ever played. Like I still think it probably is. Like it's just. It's like I guess all fighting games are just like chess, but like really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fast paced chess. So, anyways, uh, Learning Street Fighter has been a, a bit of an uphill battle for me initially, but I actually picked it up quicker than I expected because, one, I play King and Tekken, so I started playing Manon, and she's like a grappler in Street Fighter Six. <clears throat> so she has some similar things where she can do combo strings and it grabs. But um, I'm just so happy there's no ground game in this game. Tekken has this thing where you can like hit people on the ground and you can like move around on the ground, and that's like a whole element of the game that if you're not good at that, you're gonna get your ass beat and you're not going to be you're not done. punishing people on the ground this game has none of that so i don't have to mm. even think about mm. the ground game i've never been good at the ground game there is like recovery and all that and that's an important part but like there's no like smacking there's no hayachi stomping people when they're down <laughs> but anyways uh this game's really good i love the graphics i love the art style i think it looks like it, like i just it's on the re engine so that's probably why i got it because i just think the re engine is just the shit and i wanted just to like see more of that tech um, so I got it with a friend of mine who, who was, like I said, play te- Tekken with, and, um, I realized it has the thing called the battle hub, which is such a cool feature. What it is, is it's like you have an avatar and you run around like in a, th- in like a 3d arcade and other people are there too. And you can both go up to an arcade machine, like have a match. So like, it's like a 3d, like hangout space, um, in between the matches that you can do. And you can like do different goofy moves and jump around and, and talk. So it's kind of has like this like 3d presence, not like an I mean, MMO isn't the right term, but you know how in MMOs you can like hang out and then do things together. It has like a persistent similar, world. It has a persistent world that you can hang out in, and I think that's yeah. like a really smart thing because it kind of has like a social element, so you can go like hang out, like you know, and like. In the what can you do in that world? <clears throat> um, how are you hanging out? You can buy costumes and like. Yeah, and I'm like, the chat is like, I will say, because okay, so there have been a lot of like funny games recently that have done this. I don't think as well as this, I think, because like this mm-hmm. one just like is so like polished because like mm-hmm. there's been uh, one in Guilty Gear. Uh, um, I think it's Guilty Gear Strive? XR2. Stri- okay. Strive has Strive has a weird system. Strive system sucks. It's like a weird like mm-hmm. lobby system where like it's in like a kind of like a like a 2D uh, like pixel uh, pixel art style. And that one just the community hates that style so okay. much. But um, with with XR2, they had a similar thing to this one where like you're in a hub and you have the arcade machines and you can play against each other um and both of them have the chat system i will admit god 
every single time you join a lobby, there is going to be some sort of like racism or bigotry or any kind of thing in that chat. Obviously, you can't avoid mm. that with a lot of games, but it's just I've noticed it's really prominent in this game specifically, and it's just hard it's to like really control that. And it's just mm. like it, it sucks because like I wish people were like. I don't know. It, it, it's it's a it's a big problem within the fighting community with like a lot of bigotry and like uh, racism and all this stuff. It's been a problem with like NetherRealm games with like the open mic system and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. like it's it's tough to see that. But I do really I think the community element of this one is is promoted by like that whole lobby system. But also two, I think the uh, crossplay and yeah, um, I think they have a rollback netcode in this one. I believe the, the netcode is like out of this world good. I am yes, playing against my friend in Texas, insane. and it feels like we're playing on like like each other. I, I can't yeah. believe this is the best online fighting That's game crazy. I've ever played in that regard. It's it's outrageously good. <laughs> Only recently have like a lot of these kind of fighting games employed rollback netcode, yeah. and it is it is a literally night and day. Like you can <clears> tell, <throat> tell the difference with games that are not using it and games that are, Absolutely. because like Dragon Ball Fighter is a game that I still play a little bit. Um, that doesn't have rollback netcode yet. The, the, the game came out like in 2018 or 17 or something, and they're still adding it. So like obviously it takes a bit of time to put it into a game, but like mm-hmm. once it's in there, like with like Guilty Gear Strive or Street Fighter, or I think Netherrealm was pretty good netcode as well. Like mm-hmm. once it's there, it's just like I said, night and day. It's it's so the online in this game especially is probably some of the best I'm online I've ever played because so you are smooth. just playing game after game after game i played like 15 matches in like like 20 minutes like that is unheard of with a lot of these kind of games i know the player base is super massive because not only is it street fighter but the cross play and the way that this game has been advertised to like a lot of like uh, newer players has been really like well done um but even then like the the way that the matchmaking is set up you are just constantly going into game after game after game after game and it's so it makes me so happy because one of the, my biggest pet peeves with a lot of fighting games, which is something like Guilty Gear, is just like that waiting period in between matches where you're just like sitting in that loss or whatever you whatever happened in that last game, you're just sitting in it for so long. It's like it, it's so like debilitating in terms of like the energy of like like uh, playing online because what I love is just like jumping to the next game so I can just like learn from the past game and yeah. just kind of employ that into the next one. Um, but with like a lot of other fighting games, whether it be the player based or the netcode, it just doesn't work. But with this, it's just it's it's really oh my god, it's so good. It's it's really fun. I'm really liking it. I also wanted to highlight too that um, I think that fighting games are just as I mentioned, they're very demanding from a user input perspective. Like you have to master timing and like kind of the rhythm of how you do inputs and combos and juggling and like spacing and punishing and whiffing and all that stuff. So like. I think this game on, they do this thing called modern controls. There's classic controls, which are like classic six button layout Street Fighter, but it's modern controls, which simplifies everything into like a four button general input. Um, and it allows hmm. you to do all your supers with one button and specials with one button. So that's what I'm playing with. It makes the game controls much closer to like Smash Bros. So it takes the input demands off of the player and allows you just to learn the fundamentals of the game. So that's why I'm hmm. playing it right now. Um, and uh, I'm able to play with moderate success against people who are probably just lower than decent. Like they're like, they're probably, probably like moderately. Okay. Noobs. So the wood league people. Um, Yeah. The like, the like not worst of the worst noobs, but like the like slightly skilled noobs, I can beat them or I can Mm. fight with them. (laughs) I played a guy who was playing Ken. He must, he, he, he was like playing quake three against like those, like 
you know, right. low pink bastard kind of guys. It was like he just destroyed me. Like he was moving all over the place. I had no. I'm like, there's tech in this game that I don't even understand yet. Still clearly, but hmm. um, I find that uh, fighting games for me are just so engaging for PvP. Like I, I, I was thinking about this because Aaron and I have talk about PvP and, and games, and I, I always am frustrated with shooters. And the fighting games have this like organic nature, and there's like this like mind game thing that's happening and it's like you have a strategy you employ it and then they like counter it and you have to counter that and and that happens with other pvp games but same about fighting games there's nothing else to me that 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 scratches the itch of that other than maybe like when i'm playing my friend Elden ring or dark souls like it has kind of a similar feel of like this duel and it's like this like Mm -hmm. i'm not getting a headshot and one shot and dead or like i'm playing a shooter it's like there's just something about like the the systems and and the mechanics of it i just find so engaging so I love this game. I think I'm going to play it a shitload. Um, I'm having a ton, a really fun time. And it runs great on the Steam Deck. I've been labbing hmm. Manon oh, nice. on the Steam Deck. Does, does it control FPS. well? Because like yeah. one thing, I've, I've, I've played like some, obviously they're different, <clears throat> but I've played like some funny games on my Switch, and it's been kind of difficult. So I was wondering how that would play out. So you're playing on modern, so I don't know if, if that affects Yeah, you. I think I can't, I'm not, I'm not like an OG, so I, I don't know about classic, but um, like, like I probably could, so the D-pad's pretty good in this. So like if I had to, Manon's uh, command grab is like a, it's like a super, it's like an EX Hadouken basically. It's like forward, forward, like, you know, um, course, circle, course, circle grab. So like I could do those fine on this. Yeah. So like, um, I think, I think someone who, I think this is a pretty good controller. <laughs> uh, I think, I think you do well. I, it's probably mm-hmm. not asking me, do you use a fight stick? Or do you use a, a hitbox? I, I have a fight stick. I, I kind of abandoned it uh, like early on because I was learning it with um, with Marvel's Capcom, and that was a uh, bit of okay. a struggle, like transitioning between fighting games. And because I don't really play that anymore, I kind of just like went back to controller fully. Um, yeah. yeah, I use an Xbox controller. I use a Series S controller. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Do you want your one... PS5 controller back? I mean, I'm kidding. No, I have a like... PS4. I, if if I want okay. like PS, I'll, I have my PS4. Um, but I actually think the D-pad is good. I did, dude. I, when I, I was able to do electrics on this, what what electric is, by the way, is it's basically a Hadouken. It's actually a Shoryuken input, basically. But you have to do the entire input of the frame, which is called a just frame, in one frame. So you have to do the entire input in one sixtieth of a second. So like it's like immediate. Otherwise, it won't come out as electric. It'll just be regular electric. Or it'll just be electric like Godfist. It's a Tekken input. Anyways, uh, that kind of stuff I was able to do not well and not consistently, but I could do it on, on the Xbox controller. So my point is. Unlike the infamous 360 pad, I think the Series S pad is plenty fine for fighting games. It's tolerable, but oh man, it's that deep. That D pad's so small. Playing Tekken on that makes me angry. On the Series S? Yeah. Okay. I think I could only play Tekken on like a, a fight stick if I ever played that. Yeah, if you like I'm doing not, back dashes, yeah. like there's no way you could do that on a D pad. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a question for you guys. Uh, that 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 like uh, I played a lot of fighting games in my time, uh, and Kevin bringing back. Street Fighter 2. There's a simplicity to the older fighting games in that you immediately know what the different characters are and what their movesets are, and there's not that many of them. If I understand it correctly, you can create characters in this game. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> How does yeah. that complicate, like, the meta or, like, so your ability you to, under- to understand and read? You can use ah. them in a separate mode called Avatar Fights. And okay. those are, like, unrelated, and you'll fight people who are, like, super deformed freaking it, body it, horror monsters with like horror. super long arms the cronenbergs like okay completely cronenbergs you'll you'll see a lot of that it is some so, of the craziest like character creation that i've seen like it's it's yeah. up there with like soul caliber six like yeah. maybe even further it's just it's oh my god 
Yeah. Also, you can't uh, make your own costume. That may be a, a bummer for some people, but I also mm. thought uh, Aris, avoiding the puddle, was like, I don't like everyone's dumb outfits now, which is great. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of nice, actually. <laughs> it's taking people with some stupid-ass outfits that were hard to read. <laughs> but and now like, people uh, like just use their, their, their body as their form of expression. They'll have, like... Oh my! It's just—it's horrifying. Oh my <laughs> God! I know. I've seen some absolutely hilarious people, and just like, can you, you make, can make massive that? dives that put Chun Li to shame? Because that'd be fun. Yeah, yes. probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, Chun Li would be hard to top, honestly. But yeah, I'm sure you could. Well, well uh, I saw that you could—that Cammy wears her. You could unlock her original outfit, and I'm like, damn, those are some thick thighs. <laughs> the, the developers for this game are are honestly iconically horny like i don't know if yeah. you've seen the in-game art that you can get through like playing the game but it is like insane i don't know what they're on like <clears throat> like it's 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 crazy to me they're they know their market is what it is that's what they know on. their market they know <laughs> yeah. they know exactly what they're doing <laughs> hmm. which is funny because Some... <laughs> resident evil 4 remake is like a lot more chilled out and not yeah. as horny as like classic resident evil but uh yeah, these Capcom games. I guess they put all their horniness into the uh, Street Fighter games. Fighting games will stay horny. It's just That's, that's part of the genre, I think. Yeah, it is. Even Tekken, I mean, Soul Calibur. <laughs> I saw a, a Steam Hulk. review. One of the highest Steam reviews for this game was, they called it Feet Fighter 6. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, cause like, Jury's, like, victory pose is literally, like, oh, yeah. my God. It is crazy. It's it's yeah. crazy. Hmm. Let's go. But, I should yeah. play Street Fighter now just for the whole. You should play. It's cross play. I would. I'll totally play it with anyone. It's so fun. It's like it's it's, it's like sixty it's bucks like, or seventy. Initially, it's like a it's like gonna be like a four hour curve coming from another fighting game, maybe five yeah. hour, just to like get your like initial like what am I the fuck is going on? But once you get past that, it's so fun. It's hmm. it's it's the most fun I've had with a fighting game in a long time. I, I will yeah. admit, I've gotten very mad, <laughs> but whenever I'm in like the lab, just kind of like practicing stuff, it is it is so fun. Um, yeah. And honestly, with the with the modern when you're talking about modern earlier modern controls, uh, it reminds me of like um, this fighting game that came out like last year called DNF Duel, which did a similar thing where like special moves were one button and like it, it simplified it so much where like there wasn't really any like actual like core circle inputs or anything like yeah. that. It was like mostly down to just like timing and like experimentation, and so that ga- that game got, got so crazy because it gave like players whether it be new or like um kind of experienced players like so much to do like that's why i love it when like you're able to get new players in with like a certain style and not have it be like sort of simplistic or um uh limiting at all like i feel like you can do so much with modern controls yeah hmm. i am hoping i can just stay with it and not ever have to do quarter circles and i can just be like a, a like i'll just be a, a modern control trash that'll just be me i mean no no i mean i've seen people do crazy shit yeah. with modern controls like on twitter hmm. and stuff like that it is it is crazy um so i, I still think you, you're you'll be able to do a lot of cool stuff with it i just don't know how it'll be perceived by like by like players because i know even when i go into like yeah. the, the lobby system people are like oh you're playing on modern controls you're such a whatever words they use yeah um, i don't care i'll just do it anyways yeah shit. no it doesn't yeah no it, it, yeah. it shouldn't it, it's just more that like the fighting community is like so stupid with this kind of stuff they did the same thing yeah. with dragon ball fighters with those auto combos it's just auto combos yeah yeah it's just hmm. 
it's I kinda... think like it's like those people are silly because like bringing more people into your like exactly. into your community is a good thing. Like like lowering the bar. Fighting games are like too initially demanding. I think it's like I think it's yeah. a really smart move by Capcom to like I, I, lower that input bar. I totally hmm. agree. Like that's why we're able to get games so fast because there's so many players. Yeah. Like a big player base is good. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Agreed. Hmm. So it's it's really fun. I'm 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 loving it. Like I, I it's it's like even taking some of the win for my sales for Tekken Eight. Like I'm really pumped for Tekken Eight, but I'm like I this game's really fun. I'm, when when hmm. does Tekken Eight come out? This year, maybe. <laughs> what do you guys yeah. think is gonna win the uh, the uh, fighting game wars? Tekken, Mortal Kombat, or Street Fighter? It's gonna be Mortal, gonna Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, Kombat always it. wins because it's like gory, and I think it's got like a big. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm so. Chicago I don't know, represent. dude. I, I'm like MK1. I don't, feel, I don't feel pumped 11, about that. Eleven was so boring. The way yeah, they, I didn't like, like it. The meter system with like they they made like zoning like have its own meter. It was it was very weird. I not a fan of that. It, it's just too slow for me. I like slow fighting games. Like I like games that like allow you to have breathing room to be able to like telegraph what yeah. you're going to do. But like to that point where like you're changing the meter system where it's like you have two meters for like close range and then two meters for your zone attacks and it's like it 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 feels weird and then like all the characters couldn't really do that much in that game and as much as like there is cool stuff you can do in that in that game i feel like mortal kombat one has to do some crazy stuff to be like enjoyable for me personally because mkx is crazy i love mk9 and it's just i want them to go back to crazy bullshit mk9 was awesome yeah. I actually liked uh, the Injustice games a lot. Injustice Two Same. was pretty good. That was a good one. I, I'm I'm obsessed with Injustice Two. <laughs> I, I, there there are problems one. with it, but like I I got to the point where I was like 800 in the world in that game, and it was just like it was oh my god that game absorbed nice. my life. But <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm I'm guessing after Mortal Kombat, they're probably going to do like an Injustice Three. I would I think. think. No. So they're, so they're um they've announced this a bit ago, but they're doing a, a crossover between Marvel and um and DC or no no oh no they're making a Marvel fighting game that's what it was I think it was because um Ed Boon was like talking about like uh making a Marvel fighting game and then they announced there's something I know Ed Boon's so weird on Twitter he like announces stuff and then he'll like go back on his word like <laughs> a couple yeah. days later I have to confirm that but I'm pretty sure that game is is being made but I'm not 100 percent. I don't know if the Marvel brand fits Ed Boon as much as DC. I, DC's I way more Ed Boon, I think. Yeah. That's my opinion. Mar- Marvel's too, like, PG. You need, like, the PG-13 of DC to, you know. Anyway. Mm. Hmm. All right. Uh, any last words on Street Fighter? Play it. Come play with me. I'll play with anyone. Uh, is, is I'm it not good at it right now, so it's, like, the PC? best time to learn. Let's yeah. do it. Is it local co- local co-op? Doesn't have co-op or local versus? Local, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, local versus. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. On PC though, because I feel like sometimes PC just doesn't get that feature. Yeah. I mean, you could do remote play if you want to try it. Are you no with a fighting game? That's that's a joke. That's <laughs> it's that's a joke. that's comedy. It is a that's, joke. Uh, that's comedy, <laughs> my friend. Okay. Uh, Oren has discovered his love of boomer shooters. Or Oren. Oren oh, come is, on. It, come on. Come on. That's not true. Okay. Um, no. I'll keep this really short because um, I want to get to the topic of the week. But uh, I, I was playing 
Uh, the new Warhammer game, Bolt Gun. I don't think I've ever played a Warhammer game before, so this is my first Warhammer game. And uh, I'm not... You're right, I am the boomer shooter casual here. Like, I'm not as into it as Kevin or you, Aaron, but um, I did play this game. Um, I beat it at around the 12-hour mark, Hmm. and I thought it was a really solid 7 out of 10 boomer shooter game. Like, I thought... And, like, people think 7 out of 10, like, oh, that's bad. Like, no, it's, like, a good game. Like, it is rock solid. It knows exactly what it's trying to do and what it's trying to accomplish, which is just be, like, a dumb throwback game to, like, the 90s, but it has some modern modern flourishes. Um, and I don't really think it's, yeah, it's not really reaching. It's not trying to be this masterpiece, but it's just, like, it's it's, it's good. I think the bolt gun is a better shotgun, so to speak, than the shotgun in this game. It feels hmm. better to shoot the bolt gun than the shotgun, and I, I think they totally nailed that gun in particular. The one problem is is that I don't think any of the other guns are as fun to use as the bolt gun. I think the bolt gun's actually just the best gun in the game. But and it's, it is just the best gun. That's the thing. It's like you don't the heavy need bolter. to use the other guns. The heavy bolter is really good, but the I like the bolt the shit. gun. It, yeah. That's like my second favorite gun, but I really just love the bolt gun. I, th- I think it's a lot of fun to shoot. Um, and uh, I mean, it has its flaws. I think it. I think the biggest flaw for me personally is that it has the Wolfenstein New Colossus health problem, where the game doesn't give you enough of an indicator yeah. that you're losing health. So sometimes I'll be full health, and then five seconds later, I have, like, ten health left, and I'm like, what? How did that happen? Yeah, How do yeah. I have no health all of a sudden? <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem in the game. Um, and, like, I also think that the game maybe overstays its welcome a little too much because you can tell as you're playing it that they're running out of enemy variety as you're playing mm. it. Mm. And they kind of, like, run out of bosses. And the final boss is just kind of, like, reused bosses from earlier in the campaign. Mm. So that was a little disappointing. But, like, overall, like, really solid 7 out of 10 game that I would recommend to any Boomer Shooter fan. Hmm. Yeah. I I played two hours of it. I need to play more. Uh, I like it. There's some performance issues and, like, some just input latency issues that they need to fix or something that made it feel not quite as nice as i want it to feel with a mouse and keyboard um i don't i guess that's not a problem with the controller so I, it, it's on unreal so i guess it's, it's another unreal game with some issues but uh i think it's pretty good really great really strong aesthetic i'd like to see more companies make games like this lower budget retro throwback games i mean this game is i think more like doom 2016 than doom 1993 but but that's a good thing i think yeah it's I like that it has like more of an emphasis on like medium to long range combat too. I, I think mm-hmm. like I played Proteus last year and that felt more like you know, kinda shotgun. like short range, like you're getting into people's faces with a shotgun and the Gatling gun. Um, but like this one I like how you can kinda just camp and just pick people off with your bolt gun. I, th- I thought that was a nice change of pace. I thought the intro cutscene was really cool looking. The like pixelated yeah. intro was really well done. Dark Forces, yeah. Um, I, it I reminded me of Dark Forces big time. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I liked the. Uh, I felt like it played better on a controller than a mouse and keyboard. Um, it's like the best controller boomer shooter, I guess. If you don't count 2016, 2016 hmm. and this are like the the, the best. Um, I noticed that 
like it's so 90s that they did the thing that they do in ocarina of time where there's like you'll have a slope with a stair texture on it and i'm like that's fucking awesome like that is that's a good throwback to old yeah. olden days um <clears throat> i also noticed that um it has a lot of big open huge battles with enemies in all directions which really reminds me of classic doom like that's something that a lot of the boomer shooters don't do as much with like these massive open areas with like like tons of enemies and you can kind of dodge around that's like what doom i think classic doom like does that like i said a lot of the teams haven't done is like the like projectiles everywhere bullet hell weaving in between stuff and shooting all these different enemies and trying to cause them to infight mm. so i um i like that a lot uh i also noticed the UNM one reference in the first level or the second level mm. did you notice that mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was cool um <laughs> I did a good job of like turning Warhammer creatures into Doom archetypes. That was like, it was like, they did a good job with that. My big critique of the game is the power system for the weapons. Like, the shotgun is the lowest power, so like it just isn't that good against like a lot of the enemies. Oh, yeah, like, they're too the high shotgun's power. weird. They, they kind why of did they up like, the why did they do the power thing? Like, I just like, why, like, what do you mean so the like, power en- thing? I don't so, like, enemies have like levels, and like, if you're uh, using a gun that's like lower than their level, it won't do much damage to them. So, the shotgun is like level two, oh. and you're shooting like a level four enemy, you'll do like no damage to them, Wait, or like why? little damage really? to them. Really? Why do they do yeah, that? Yeah, so you, it's only good for killing like level two enemies. Or, so like, if you're like level like, how two do you enemy, know what level they are? You shoot them, and it shows them above there on like their bar. So I, I feel know, like I that, that mechanic, but... like maybe something that was like from like from Warhammer, like they're trying to imp- implement. And I feel like that was like a mistake. Hmm. Um, yeah. But that's like the only complaint that I really had with it was like I don't like that system. But like I think the guns feel good. I think the enemies are well designed. The levels were fun. Um, the, like the planning of the, the encounters was well thought out. Um, there's like a lot of pickups I noticed. Like I feel like there's like the map is just littered with pickups. <laughs> but really, I think it's like I think it's like one of the better boomer shooters. Like I I really enjoy it. The so. uh, the shotgun, the more like as I was playing the game, I realized that the shotgun in the game isn't the real shotgun. Like there's an, an another shotgun you get later that's way more powerful and way more satisfying oh. to use. Is it double barrel? No, it's like a it's like a flamethrower, like, but it just shoots like a blast oh, the of flame. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's really effective. And um, it's funny because the shotgun fields feels underpowered but that gun feels overpowered and the way that they compensate for it is they don't give you a lot of ammunition for that so it's like you just go up blast blast and you're already out but like it takes enemies out big time um Hmm. but but yeah no it's it's solid like it it is like a rock solid game that and like my criticisms like i have them but like if you love boomer shooters it's such an easy recommendation like it's Mm -hmm. it's very good and it's, it's like a 20 good, bucks. Uh, Steam Deck game too. Oh yeah. yeah. Even though it's perform not as performant as I would expect it to be for its graphics, it still performs well. Even on my PC, it's not the performance. They need to like patch it or something. I'm kind of holding off because it's there's yeah. some irregularities that that throw me off. There's um, also just a lot of games right now, so I, I understand yeah, if you also don't yeah. have time to play it. It's not like I would prioritize the three other games we talked about over over that one. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Oren, what topic have you brought for us this week? Well, there was a PlayStation showcase. Um, we Was there, though? Was it a PlayStation <laughs> showcase, or was it just Sony kind of having a press conference? It was just kind of... Anyway, it was, Sony did a thing. Uh, it happened a couple, like, a week and a half ago. 
So it's not like we're striking while the iron's hot. We're kind of looking at the showcase as kind of a barometer as to where Sony is at, where the AAA industry is at. And um, I think this Sony showcase is interesting because there was a lot of hype around it. People were like speculating so much, like, oh my gosh, like this is this is it. This is the next gen. This is like they're they're really bringing the second phase. And what we got was a ton of third party games and a lot of live service games. Mm. So which is interesting because Sony usually associate with um, these sweeping cinematic single player experiences. But that wasn't represented nearly as much in this showcase. Now it seems like they're all about Bungie. They're all about live service. Um, they're doing a Splatoon like. Like it seems <laughs> like Sony is slowly rebranding to something completely different. And I don't think it's good personally, but they're doing it. What do you think, Aaron? Um, we watched it together. We actually had to watch it a little late. Because uh, we both had meetings, I think, with our managers when it started. Right. Uh, and I just recall Garrett uh, texting us or whatever, messaging us, it's going to be the Super Bowl. If it's not the Super Bowl, I'm going to be heartbroken. And uh, I think that Garrett got his heart broken. That, <laughs> yeah, that he must have got his it was, it's so funny too because I, I feel like this was Sony's moment because Microsoft is down on its knees with Redfall failing. Mm. Like this was their moment to really bring it, you know. And right. I just don't know. It's like it's funny too because like so many um, mainstream publications. Because usually, even when Sony delivers something underwhelming, I. I I see a lot of mainstream publications and podcasts still kind of defended and be like, Oh, it was a good showcase. Like this was good. I've, mm-hmm. I've been seeing like a lot, like kind of funny. Didn't like it. Like the, a lot of big, it seems like the consensus is, is that this was a disappointment. So, yeah. So like, what is this indicative of? I, I almost feel like we're in this console war between Sony and Microsoft, but it's like neither are being super competitive right now. It's almost like the mediocre wars. Where it's like these weird half steps that don't feel like anything at all. And it's just bizarre. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. My thought is, where the hell is the first party games? Okay, well, there was an Insomniac game, Spider-Man. Um, that was well received. We knew about that, though. Where the hell is Naughty Dog? The, that's like that's what I wanted to see. I was like, what's the next Naughty Dog game? That's like that's that's what I think most people, right? Or the next, I mean, Sony Santa Monica. We don't expect them to have a game, right? They just released God of War, but I mean, yeah, Naughty Dog. I don't know. I just was, I was like, yeah, Connor. Oh no! All Naughty Dog released like the day after was the fact they had, like an apology for not like releasing any uh, information about their multiplayer uh, game. Yeah, this, and they're like, oh yeah, that. we're working. We're working on another game right now, so it might take us a bit to release this multiplayer game. But it's like, are you just gonna tell us you, you're working on something and like not? like give any information for this huge Sony conference, at least like, like give a name or something, you know, like, it, it, cause I feel like with, with night specifically, just a name, just, just, just a concept would have done so much for this conference. Uh, cause night mm-hmm. obviously probably like one of the big, biggest like studios working with uh, Sony. So it's like, yeah, just, just a name. And obviously I'm not, you know, I don't want them to, crunch or anything so I, I maybe that's the reason why they didn't want to like releasing any information or like 
dates or anything like that because of all the crunching and stuff like that for Last of Us Part Two, and they're like, we want to avoid this, so we're not going to have any expectations yet. But it's like at the same time, it's just like it, it, it was kind of not embarrassing, but there just wasn't a lot. And the fact that people were using this like twelve minute clip of Spider Man Two like exclusively, like I only saw when I opened Twitter that day, all I saw was Spider Man Two. I did yeah. not see a single other thing that was announced other than maybe like the Metal Gear Solid uh, um, uh, Snake Eater remake. Other than that. And even then, like the, the, the stuff being posted about that was like against Konami. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, don't I feel like I need to know more about Metal Gear Solid before I get excited for that. Metal Gear Solid all, Triangle. Yeah. Delta, whatever. It just seems like it's, um, there's just not, here's the thing. That would have been a bombshell announcement if it wasn't leaked beforehand. So in Sony's defense, if that wasn't leaked, this showcase would be much better in a lot of people's mm-hmm. minds. But mm-hmm. but all but like the thing is it's like, okay, like you're announcing Metal Gear Solid Delta, which is, you know, a reimagining of three or a remake, whatever. Who's developing it? Oh, just like this studio that's associated with Konami. It's like, okay, so they don't have a pedigree. It's like I don't know if I, that's something to get excited it's, about. It's virtuous. It's trailer too. It's like one it's, of those things. It's like, ooh. yeah, CG right. trailer. So you're like, is this Jurassic Park? Oh, it's. <laughs> yeah. I, when, when, right. when I first saw that it was like this weird panning shot, I was like, this is going to be something that we're not expecting because that's what Capcom did with RE2. It was like bugs walking on like a like a school, and like then it like flew into the raccoon. Like it took a while for it to like build up to the moment. So I, I see what they're going for, and I appreciate that that element of it. And I, I am excited for this. I also am excited that they're releasing this Metal Gear collection, which is going to finally be on PC. I've been waiting for this for like yeah. forever. And uh, there's also a chance it's called part one. So part two could have Peace Walker and maybe finally MGS four will no longer be. I think yes. PS3 purgatory. Yes. Uh, maybe, but like there's so <laughs> many questions it. from this collection. <laughs> I want to like, is, is, is this like, do they have the source code for MGS one? Is this going to be PS one emulation? Or are they going to actually be a port to these modern platforms? Like that's a, that's a big difference between those two things. So. Well, there's the blue point ports for, for all three of those games that exist. Not for one, not for one, not for one. You can get that on I, PS3. I ha- Isn't that well, not it's from a, the same e- thing? Emulated. No. Oh, oh, well then it'll be trash emulation. <clears throat> Knowing Konami. Right. Well, there's my, a PC my, port of it. My one hope from from this conference, and I don't know why I still hang on to this, but knowing that Blue Point is not doing Metal Gear Solid, they mm. must be Blood doing Bloodborne, Bloodborne <laughs> right? They must be. No, like, Oren, what else you are said they it yourself. If if Bloodborne is not announced today, it's it's dead forever for all of history. And honestly, imagine <laughs> I mean, yeah, sitting on the right. publishing rights of Bloodborne, not having a conference for two years, and then hosting a ninety minute conference and not putting that in any way in there. I mean, you're right, but there it's like the dumb and dumber thing. But it, so you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope, there's no chance at this point. So I mean, there could so, be. I don't know. I'm gonna. I think blue. Okay. If Blue Point is not making Bloodborne, then yes, it's truly dead. But since we know Blue Point, because the rumors were Blue Point was doing Metal Gear Solid, we now know that it's not true. They must be doing Bloodborne. That is my prediction. <laughs> I, I really think it's going to get spaced out with uh, from soft releases. I think it's like not with Elden Ring DLC coming, not with Armored Core coming. I think they're like next quarter, maybe maybe after that. I think it's. I think mm. they're waiting. This is, is what I think. I also think um, two things. One, MGS3, I'm excited, but I have tentative caution excitement for it. Like, 
if it's a Fox Engine game and it's like MGS3, they're using the same voice acting. I don't know how they're going to do the cutscenes without Kojima. It's going to be like, I don't know. It's, it has, I guess his writing and his style is already there. We'll see how like much they can keep from that. I Metal mean, Survive was obviously a shit show. Um, but if it's a Fox Engine game, that'd be really cool because that's a really cool engine and we didn't get to see a lot with it other than MGS5. So I would just like to see. I know I, I'm a little sad about everyone using Unreal. Uh, Digital right. Foundry said that that was like the death of like uh, graphical innovation if everyone's using Unreal because like really good graphics artists should be doing their original thing, not just using predefined tech from Unreal Engine. So I think that's a that's like a fair point. But um, I don't know. I'm excited to play this game. If it pl- if it's if it's MGS3 and it plays like f- like five, that's that's a good that's a win for me. I, MGS3 is the worst part for me was but the gameplay. But that would fucking piss off like every MGN M- uh, MGS3 stand, right? Like if it played like five. Or oh man, but five is so much better than three. I'm sorry, Aaron. I know you love three. I love three too, but like, God, the gameplay in three is so brutally clunky. I started it four times and I never. Well, like you have to play. um, You have to play subsistence, not snake eater. I did, dude. I played it on 3ds. I know I'm I'm young. I know I'm younger than like all of you guys. But what would I? What would you guys think if I told you the first time I've ever played Metal Gear Solid Three was on a 3ds? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Like, I, that that was a pretty fun port. It had bad frame rate, but like I played the yeah. whole game on 3ds. It was on 3ds. Yeah, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like three a lot. It's just so it's just I can't imagine because here the thing about Hideo Kojima is like a big part of Hideo Kojima games are just like the dumb artistic indulgences, you know, like mm-hmm. the auteur sensibility. Like this is a Kojima game, and it's. Part of it's cringy Definitely. and dumb, and you're like, I hate this, but like that's what makes it distinctive. And yeah. I don't know if you can capture that. You know, it's it's like someone trying to make Twin Peaks without David Lynch. It's like, can you make Twin Peaks without David yeah. Lynch? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, the, I view it like it'll be like how Blue Point did Demon Souls. Like, it's gonna miss some of that soul, but it'll be like a different a different lens of this game. But we'll it may see. not be like the definitive. Yeah. It could I, be a disaster. Like, it could, be could disaster. just be terrible. Very likely be a disaster. <laughs> it, I, it's I, very <laughs> possible. If nothing else, at least that Metal Gear collection should hopefully be fine. Hopefully. Yeah. That, that, that <laughs> I think, is, that. is the the best part. Let's talk about Marathon, which is like a beloved uh, retro shooter series from Bungie. We saw this trailer that was cool but kind of nonsensical. Or, or you know, hard to parse. Um and then it turns out it's an extraction shooter, which is just like, what? Well, that's why what I'm would saying. you do that? That's why I'm saying it's like between Naughty Dog doing this Last of Us multiplayer game that they're rolling mm-hmm. back on now, and then they're doing Marathon, which is not Marathon. It's an extraction shooter. And then you have that shitty Splatoon ripoff. I think mm-hmm. Sony is like, Sony wants to do the live service now. They don't want to do these prestige cinematic games now they're like shifting their model completely it seems and i don't think it's gonna work out honestly (laughs) not like owning so owning bungie and not letting them make a single player game is like a travesty like that's what they do best i mean sure is it though like that's what they used to do best like again like this you know studios change they've been working on bungie for like a decade now right i just i just am like why make marathon and then make it like I can't not view that as a cynical cash grab. Like you're using the name Marathon and then making it like some trendy shooter like genre. I just I just think that's just so lame. 
I, I, I couldn't be more disappointed with that announcement, to be honest. I just was like, really? It's cool that they're bringing multi-platform. I think that that is really shows goodwill on Sony that they're, they acquired a studio and letting them do their own thing and still release multi-plat. Like, that's, hey. That's what they said when they bought them. That, that was always going to be the That's plan, really cool. But, um, I think that, like, like that, that's that's a really cool thing that they're doing. I'm like, thumbs up, guys. I, like, can't figure out the world building in that game because it's, like, it looks like a bunch of larvae construct people that are dead and then they go out and they shoot stuff with guns that look like they're like hardware from a computer dude it looks so lame i didn't <laughs> and everyone like looks like all. a gucci model for some reason it's i thought so it looked stupid. cool but like i didn't I know what i was looking so at stupid i don't know i was like this it's in its distraction i i don't know i don't like it when me, world building just seems like made up you know it just seems like they're just making shit up because it looks cool like i don't know it has like a tinge of destiny in it as well in that art yeah. style yeah yeah it could have been a destiny extraction shooter like i don't know why they needed to use that brand but maybe they'll bring it back for something more maybe it's just the it's the first you know it's the tip of the spear could be um uh, Dragon's Dogma about, 2? What, Dragon's Dogma 2? That's that's the bit, that's the cool one. Dragon's Dogma 2. Talk, talk, talking about uh, RE Engine. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, Capcom. I've totally forgot. Yeah, Capcom. Uh, yeah. It looked good. The trailer looked really good. I thought that was like, that's exciting. Like, Capcom's going to release another big... Uh, so, like, they, so, like, the third party delivered on the, on the AAA thing here. You know, we got some big big announcements, but Sony didn't have any first party stuff. But this, this looked... Uh, really cool i i thought the uh, first dragon's album was like a really cool like late late gen late seventh gen game that like i think was held back by being a seventh gen game like it should have been an eighth gen game should have been a ps4 game but um i don't it know it eventually I, became I th- one <laughs> it's true it did but like i th- this the fact that this game is designed with the, with the new gen in mind i think will really make it go above and beyond um and it yeah. looked gorgeous from what i had seen and as we all know, Capcom are like know how to make a, a good action system in video games. I think that's something that they excel at <laughs> better than a lot of studios. So uh, I don't know. I'm really curious, like how it's going to play. What's what's it going to be like? Hmm. That's kind of a kind of bringing it back to the big picture again. That's kind of like what I keep hearing people say about this conference is that there are like one or two third party games that they really like that's catered to their taste. Like I personally thought Alan Wake two looked awesome and I yes. would say for like the Talos principle. But mm-hmm. but like I think it it's indicative of like what a failure this showcase is that like no one's talking about the first party stuff really, except for like the Spider Man folks, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Any takeaways for you, Connor? Yeah, what do you think? Oh the the, the conference. Um yeah, I yeah. mean like I'm just, I don't know. I, I I'm really excited for Alan Week Two. That was the one that can kind of came out of nowhere for me because I I've yes. never played Alan Week One, so I mm. I don't know if I should. I've I've heard mixed things. I don't know if you'd recommend it or Aaron. It, it's if you love Twin Peaks, it's like the closest thing to Twin Peaks. Like there's like literal Twin Peaks or Stephen King, in it. but yeah, mediocre gameplay, great storytelling. Mm. Gotcha. This, I, but this I, one, look, I don't know. I kind of like the gameplay. The gameplay grew on me as I played it. But controls mm. gameplay is better, yeah. like yeah. much better. So that's, that's what I'm excited for is that because this is like from an evolved remedy, I'm like really excited to see what how this turns out. And like the lighting in the trailer looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So like it, it looks beautiful. I'm really excited for that. Um, that was the big surprise for me. Honestly, everything else, like Metal Gear Solid Three, well, that could be a disaster. Like you guys were saying, yeah, definitely could be. Uh, Dragon Do- Dragon's Dogma Two. 
I'm interested because um, I've only played bits of Dragon's Dogma One. I probably need to revisit it. Um, but uh, and then like, okay, as a I hate to say this because this is not I'm not wearing this with pride, but as a Destiny veteran, mm-hmm. I hate saying that. It makes me want to die. But like. <laughs> Seeing the trailer for the final shape is so depressing because it's like the very last mm. DLC for this game series is taking advantage of one character to death that people actually cared about and being like, "We're bringing him back." Look, mm. yeah, he, yes, he, yeah. They avenged him. Fit. Yes, they did, and and he's not back fully. Like they're they're trying to like glorify it where it's like he's coming back because they're inside the Traveler and they're trying to unite all the timelines or some bullshit. It, it, it's so just half-assed in terms of trying to explain why they're bringing back the one character people like. And it's just, like, it, it, it's so embarrassing to me. And and also, like, the fact that they released Beyond Light, not even a fully completed DLC, that that does, that DLC is not warranted for $40. Yeah, yeah. no content. I heard it sucked. It sucked heard it. a lot. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. And they're trying to act like it's like set up for this final DLC. But then once I saw the trailer and I realized that they're just going to be uniting all the timelines, which means like referencing old Destiny guns. They're going to bring back all the old Destiny 1 guns for no reason. They're going to bring back all the Destiny 1 characters that people don't even remember because not even all the characters are memorable, memorable other than maybe Cade, who's the one character they killed. Um, it's, it's, it's embarrassing to me. It was kind of a disaster when I saw it. I'm like... You're, you're kidding me, right? Because, like, that was the one death that actually, like, mattered. The one story point or, like, plot point that actually, like, made an effect on the player base. And they're just unraveling it. And it's, like, at this point, it, it that game is, it's so over. It's so over. It couldn't be more <laughs> over. And, like, at this point, I'm just kind of excited, excited for it to end so I can never play it again. So it can, can't, like, keep me in Stockholm Syndrome where I keep coming back to it over and over and over again. So, th- so they're going to finish Destiny 2? So that's going to be the bookend of the, of the game? Yeah, that's the oh, final DLC. Okay. I see. So then they're gonna make a new game. <laughs> do not do not place that curse upon me because it's that's true. If Marathon becomes oh. like, oh my god, no, it'll be they'll be Destiny three. It's too big. It's too big to not do that. I I can't do it though. It's it's got every single time I'm like I'm not buying this, and then it comes down mm. to it, and some of my friends will get it, and I'm like okay, I, it's more of a community mm. thing. I want to play it with them, but it gets me every single damn time, and I. <laughs> Oh my god! I, you, I just wanted to stop. You know what's a great uh, loot game that has a good story, good everything? It's uh, Diablo Four. I, I just wanted oh, yeah. to recommend that. Play right that now. instead. You'll have a much better time, probably. Play that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Aaron. Yes. Oh no. Uh, um. I don't well, know what happened to Aaron. I. I I will also say that seeing um, the trailer for uh, oh oh okay, seeing the trailer for um, <laughs> for Finance of Freddy's Help Wanted too kind of scared me because I'm like people are saying like oh yeah this is the year for Finance of Freddy's which is like embarrassing to say. Uh, it's like seeing like that that game still has a market whether it be through VR or like PC games or like uh, movies. It is just. Oh my god! Yeah, Scott Cawthorn got a cash cow on it. He really. I, oh my god! He's gonna keep funding it to, to the Trump administration like he's been doing because <laughs> like yeah. right. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, that was. I don't give so, a fuck about Five Nights at Freddy's, but like, I guess like so many like 
12 year olds love that game like oh my god and it's, i liked it's like the first one it was fine it's, I wasn't it's like in, blown away and what i've noticed is like i have i have a very embarrassing history of that game in middle school because obviously it came out when it was middle school mm-hmm. but like uh uh a lot of people my age uh, and i'm like 21 so like a lot of people like that like zoomers still uh mm-hmm. like they see it as like nostalgia even though it was only like five years ago and it's like becoming that thing where people say think it's like it's back it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> people are going back to it as if it's like not seen as like cringeworthy anymore to them and it's so weird to me because it's like only a year ago where you guys like making fun of that fan base and now you're seeing it as like <laughs> as like uh nostalgia to go back to and that's why it's having this resurgence with all these different games and stuff like that it's just like man scott coffin good lord dude <laughs> he's just that that bag must be just oh my god <laughs> Do you guys, do you guys uh, speaking of him, like, backing Republicans with his donations and stuff, this is, like, really random, but do you guys ever, like, uh, talk to people about, like, huh, like, do you think this person's a Republican? Do you think that they donate to uh, <laughs> certain campaigns? Because I feel like every now and then I'll find out, oh, this person has bad politics. And, yeah, it kind of started with that yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's guy. It's like, Mel Gibson, I, uh... he's a Republican. <laughs> well obviously but, yeah. yeah i i totally empathize with that thought i try to like just not think about it because I, I i i've often heard the quote don't meet your heroes and i think right. it's very true so i just like i try to like disassociate the uh, artist from their expression if i can because mm-hmm. i feel like it's like you're gonna set yourself for failure yeah. <laughs> inevitably i, I, I bet I you a lot more people we like are not as cool as they seem yeah, no, definitely. I often think that like this is more common in games to me too, rather than like movies. Because I feel like it's it, for me personally, I can I can usually kind of tell like how a writer or director or whoever was involved. Like I can kind of like get a glimpse of kind of sort of who they are. With games, I feel like there's a little more distance for me. Like yeah. I'll find like the developer of like um uh, damn it, it's like it was like a a Steam game that Cruelty Squad, that mm. developer crazy. Uh, and yeah. Definitely. it's like i find it like annoying but also much more prominent in like games to me uh it might just be the fact that like the uh like the the because of like the prominence of games online these creators are often more online than like directors and stuff like that so you get a more glimpse of them in like like as a like a like a human and not like this artist making stuff um i think that might, that might be why but I'm, I'm not sure but i i do god it is kind of uh, frustrating when you just love something so much and you realize the artist is just like, just not a bad person. <laughs> not it. Yeah. I For mean, sure. like I, I struggle with that. Like, uh, like I was, I was kind of like back and forth with like uh, David Cronenberg a lot. Cause he was like, Oh, he likes NFTs. Fuck that. But then he's like, Tran- trans people are awesome and i'm like yeah let's go this is like yeah. i feel like with the boomers especially people over the age of 70 you like never really know where they fall you're like david lynch why did you compliment trump like why did you do that you're awesome <laughs> don't do that it's also like the context of like what they were saying like you know it's hard to like always know like you you're, you know we're getting everything to the game of telephone right so it's like yeah. Um, but I also, on this topic, I wanted to talk about uh, Heretic Eternal, uh, Immortals of Avenum. Did you guys yeah, see that? Do you think that looks w- good? Uh, the, uh... Yeah, I thought it looked cool. I, I, I think it's like a really like 
original looking game. Like it's like it literally looks like or Hexen Eternal, whatever you want to say. It looks like a old magic like '90s kind of game, but like modern AAA. If that was brought into a you know a Doom Eternal kind of viewpoint, it's like a first person wizard game or magic shooter. Hmm. That game looks it, like the guys EA. at EA saw Ghostwire Tokyo and they're like, we want to do Dude, I don't think so. I think I think it's much closer to like a Doom. Or you like, think so? Yeah. yeah. I gotta Let me check that one trailer. out. Uh, I'm always by, kind of skeptical about EA, but uh, if it yeah, reviews I am too. well, I'll, I'll I felt like it, it, it was like, it was kind of off it was like it reminded me of older e, like ea from the late 2000s where like they have like an original ip like letting a smaller studio make an original ip and right. you know who's who's the creative director of this game brett robbins the creative director of dead space so like there's some mm-hmm. there's some legacy there interesting so, like, interesting I, I think it'll uh it'll be worth checking out i think also i, I heard digital foundry guys talk about the uh the Unreal Engine 5 tech on display is a exciting kind of like one of the first like I know uh Forspoken was technically the first UE5 game that's actually out but that had some issues as we all know. So <coughs> Forspoken? Uh, yeah. I'm just sitting here on the Unreal 5 engine minding my own business. Uh, <laughs> uh what what did you guys think of the uh the PlayStation uh controller that was chopped in half? Dude, that was the biggest phone. announcement of the whole show. Uh, I mean yeah. that like was who it, doesn't want a PlayStation DualSense controller with someone rolled over with a uh, <laughs> what <are> those things? <laughs> like a rolling pin, flattened yeah. it out, and then it's just all it does is stream your PS5. I mean, that's come on, who doesn't want that? That's have you ever seen like a more misplaced in the in the, like in the in the whole conference like like misplaced announcement and also just dumber announcement like who who is this <laughs> no. for? Who's gonna buy this? Follow. I love how they Steam followed it up with like, oh, we Steam have Deck, some but... AirPods too. Yeah, we have like AirPods. Oh, AirPods. So it's like, <laughs> like the lamest like announcement I've seen in years. Like, there's like the two like, just come on, guys. Like, it's so dated. <laughs> and like, are you advertising this? The people that want to play games in the bathroom is that what this yeah, is about? <laughs> it's like, people that play games are not going to be like wanting to like go around the house and walk around constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to have something portable, at least have it not connect to to like a base console. So you can take it places. That's the point of a portal console. Not to like, oh, I want to play this. I'm going to go upstairs. Or if you have a multi-story house, it's like, who is this made for? I don't understand. That was like, should be left like early 2010s. Maybe not even that. Like, I don't. Ugh. That was streaming such a sucks hilarious so bad. Uh, huh? Yeah. I could and see especially this being. The Sony one. Their yeah. Is the worst, unfortunately. Which, oh, they're the worst. Like, they're the worst. Yeah. I could see a use case for this if you're like, oh, my my brother, my spouse, whatever's watching TV and I want to play, you know, Bloodborne 2 and I'm really into it and they won't let me. So I got to go play in the bathroom. But man, I just I I could not imagine paying 200 bucks. So, yeah, I would say. Have you all played on a DualSense controller? Yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys recall, but the battery life on that thing isn't particularly good because oh, it's like four or five hours. It's pretty yeah. low. So I just don't imagine flattening it out with a bowling pin and putting in a tablet in the middle is going to improve battery life. You have to have probably have some really high bigger battery though, more space, chunky battery maybe. But I don't know. I just, I just like don't. I, I just when I saw that I couldn't. I was like baffled by it. Mm. What were they thinking? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you know it's funny. I was, I was, I was criticizing uh, Sony for a, a while 
for only doing like single player cinematic third person games and just releasing now you're like, I'll bring back the cinematic bring, games. Bring them back is what we yeah. actually want. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, because like that was the appeal of Sony, right? It's like <laughs> you get this premium console, you get like two or three really cinematic games a year, and like that was the brand. But now they're like, we're doing live service shit, and we're doing this weird controller. We have AirPods. It seems like all of a sudden they're trying to like not be their brand, and I think it's going to hurt. It's like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Like They already had this brand that was working. I don't know why. Was it the pressure from Game Pass? I I don't know. I so one thing I, I do want to just highlight is like this generation's been off to a slow start. I still think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe next year this time we'll probably see a lot more amazing AAA stuff. I think like it's still. I, I mean, if you think of the dev cycle in these games, it's like it's like yeah. six years now. So like they're still making this shit. I think I think it's. I think next year we'll have some more of those. I don't think it's a pivot. I think it's just they didn't have shit to show they after have, all. Yeah, yeah. And they wanted to do something. Keep keep people buying I think they know, you know what the market their market is it's just they don't have the, shit they're not <laughs> well, presenting think... anything oh, oh yeah go ahead Connor yeah oh no I was gonna ask if they're not presenting anything uh at the summer games fest right like they don't have the, anything... yeah okay <clears throat> no I think this was their <laughs> this, was, this was their thing so that's why it's like geez no not even a single oh but they have party. something in September though I think they might if I recall correctly it's very I believe speculative they... okay well yeah there we go uh, you guys want to give this a, a letter grade? Connor, I'll let you go first. Um, I'll give this like a like a C or a D, probably D. All right, all right. Could be worse, I guess. <laughs> I'll give it a D. A um, D. Though I don't know, like D implies passing grade. I don't think it's Ooh, like true. a passing grade. Like, because the thing is, is that like if you look at the showcase as a third party showcase it's like a b like it's like yeah. a really solid agreed third party showcase the problem is it's a sony showcase so as a sony showcase i think it's an f you know cuz i don't think f but they showed spider-man marathon know. and uh is that maybe a, something else we knew about spider-man though and yeah. sony q like like i don't think it i don't think they get they i thought it was a bad showcase that doesn't represent like Sony's plans for the future. Okay. So okay. I'm going to say an F because, um, because like it's a, like as a third party showcase, it's a B as a Sony showcase is an F because I have, I don't like the live service direction they're going in. I don't like the fact that they didn't show anything really at all. And I don't have a sense what Sony's going to be like for the next 12 months outside of what we already knew with final fantasy and Spider-Man. So I think it's an F as a Sony showcase. Yeah. All right. All right. Kevin. Yeah. I'm going to have to like give it like a D I'm going to give it like a D plus because I, Alan Wake looked great. Um, mm-hmm. Metal Gear stuff is cool for me. Um, I, I think the lack of first party, like just, really deflated any hype i had for it um so yeah it's it's the, the sony there's just no first party was just a bummer yeah yeah i hear you uh i would give it a c minus i thought i don't know metal gear solid three is interesting there was enough there but it, like in terms of pure sony like me i went to it hoping to justify the money i spent on my on my fucking console and no uh, steam Announcements, that, not no Oh, Demon that's Souls. true. You know and what? Then we got fuck Ratchet it. And Clank. I, I take it back. F. They so, did not. They, fuck. Why did they do that? Yeah. 
It's not a it was like what it was a bad Sony conference. Like it, it was just a bad it, it was All right. I'll, 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 yeah. Wow, I've been I've been talked into it. Sony, uh, that you are not given a passing grade. You are you're going to be held back in in the uh, remedial press conference class next year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Great third party showcase, though. Great job, mm-hmm. Sony. Like you really like. It's like you gave us a second Microsoft conference. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that I love Alan Wake Xbox. too. I can't wait to play it. Oh, Alan, I'm going to play it on my Xbox. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to buy a physical copy. Oh, there's a physical copy for that game. Yeah, there is. Yuck, 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 yuck. Which is weird, but we'll see. Uh, Okay, because we are running short on time, and I want to be mindful of your time, Connor, uh, let's let's quickly just say a couple things we'd like to see, or maybe we're hopeful, at Summer Games Fest, and then we'll, uh, we'll move on. Um, so I, I, this might be controversial. I know Mm. Bioware sucks. They Mm -hmm. suck. But (laughs) they, they do suck. However, yes, if there, if there is a Mass Effect reveal, I'm not gonna like be like cynical about it and say like, oh, I'm not excited for this. I'm, I'm gonna be excited for it. I'm gonna let myself be excited for it for like a second at least because like Mass Effect is like one of my favorite series. Mass Effect Mm -hmm. 3, obviously, issues galore, but like Mass Effect 2 is just. I have too much love for those games to like not be excited for whatever they're doing with that, and the fact that they haven't released anything since like the announcement kind of makes me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Andromeda had a lot of stuff popping out, you know, when they were like on like the schedule uh, until that game's release, and like that game's awful. But with this, we've heard nothing, yeah. and like Bioware yeah. has been kind of in the dark about a lot of stuff recently. So I'm hoping it's a better sign for them. But obviously, Bioware is just like so unreliable at this point that I don't even know. If I can say this with confidence, but I'm going to be excited for it. So that's the thing. If I were to be hyped for anything, that's it, honestly. Hmm. All right. Kevin? Um, I want some Microsoft first party, um, or I guess Microsoft and Bethesda first party. Uh, obviously, id. Obviously, mm-hmm. Machine Games. Obviously, mm-hmm. a Coalition. Uh, I think Gear 6 is probably going to be announced. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't. But it could, hmm. be, could, could be next, maybe. Next. I don't know. I, I think it will be. I think they're gonna you might be surprised. Out. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, but um, yeah, I, I love to see what third parties are doing as well. If there's anything that they haven't already announced. But um, yeah, nothing from three four three probably. Yeah, and like, why would you be excited about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really like three four three. Sorry guys. I mean, you did a great mm. job on the on the MSCC, but. Mm. Uh, probably Forza will be there. Oh yeah, that's a, I thought that was Obsidian this year. But could be there. We'll yeah, avowed. Uh, maybe uh, the other um, Arcane Studio. Uh, Leon. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of studios that it, that Microsoft owns. That I'm like forgetting to even mention, but they, they there's it's got to be something. They got to have some big AAA announcements. Hellblade too. Yeah, yeah that's been in development for so long. That's got to be like I mean when that when that lands, it's gonna be graphics are just insane mm-hmm. so yeah maybe a, a scent sequel by uh um you know neon giant maybe a descent sequel probably do that. <laughs> I think they're working on i think they're working on saints row whatever now <clears throat> parallax or volition so all right yeah Oren. uh i think my biggest hopes are um like it's really for the Microsoft's conference side, but 
Um, I would love to see like some rare IP revived. Like I want to see like more of the Perfect Dark game that they're Perfect that they're Dark. talking about. A Banjo Kazooie would be cool. Um, that never happens at, at these Microsoft showcases, so that's like wishful mm. thinking at this point. So, but like more realistically, I just want like some awesome shooter to be showcased at Microsoft, whether it be a new Doom, a new Quake. A new Wolfenstein is that mm. Indiana Jones game a shooter? A new Gears like I would love to see a really awesome shooter that looks promising and isn't Redfall and Microsoft. <laughs> what um, if they just like yeah. kill it? They have like they just like shooting on all cylinders. Like all this investment they've been doing is like for this show. What if it's like this is it? I mean, I did that for the Sony showcase and it didn't work out, so I'm not. Yeah, going I think to, it's going to uh, be next year for all. Don't this get stuff. hyped, man! Oh my god! No, I know. Yeah, I don't. And I, I got burned really bad at the Sony mm. showcase, so I need to temper my expectations big time. What would be really cool is if at Summer Game Fest we get the Elden Ring DLC release date. That yeah, would be and some really footage. fire. Yeah, they probably I would will. love to see that. Yeah. Right. So those are my predictions. Those are my hopes. Okay. Okay. I I think that every time that we quote unquote start a generation, which is what we're actually doing now, even though the consoles have been out for three years, you get a bunch of new IPs that are interesting and, and stuff stuff starts. And I would like to see Microsoft launch some fresh properties, yeah. some new ideas, I agree. Uh, some some bold AAA games. So hopefully some of that. Yeah, that's a, I, I we can think we all probably agree on that one. <laughs> And I, give me I a wonder new, if we'll get another shadow drop like Hi-Fi Rush. That would be cool if they did something like that. Like I think Microsoft always has some fun Game Pass drops whenever they do a showcase. That's true. That could be yeah. good. Oh, anything about Stalker? Oh my God, I I know that game. Oh yeah, really Stalker in a fucking War Zone. Yeah. Please, please give me some Stalker. Uh, okay. Do you think that? Do you think they're they're gonna bring Tarkovsky in as a creative director? The ghost of Tarkovsky. Yeah, they're gonna resurrect him from the dead, <laughs> dig up his bones, and do like some kind of, you know, pet cemetery ritual. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh man. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, at the end of every episode, we do a little recommendations where we, we recommend a thing, uh, something to watch, something to listen to, something to do. Uh, Connor, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, did you? It looks like you did. So tell me about your, your recommendation this week. Yeah, so I'm recommending like a, a sleep podcast made by uh, Joe Pera, who's a comedian and also made the nice. show on Adult Swim called um, uh, uh, Joe Pera Talks With You. Um, and he made a sleep podcast because his show got canceled by Adult Swim and the, with all that like Max, you know, HBO merger mm. and all that shit. So like, he kind of got thrown by the wayside. So he made like a podcast with um, his uh, the person that made like a lot of the music for um, his show. I think it's like Holland Public Library. I think their the title is. Um, but he's made it like a podcast and it's like really great. It's really well uh, edited. And the, the music's, music's awesome because he gets a um not only a musical guest, but also a um, a guest to like talk to. And I think his last episode was, um, or no, his two episodes ago, it was an episode um, about video games. And he talked about Red Dead Redemption Two, and he got the voice actor for Arthur Miller on. Mm. And it's just like a very calming oh, yeah. podcast. Uh, and the way he drifts from like one concept to the next is really like not only meditative, but not. It's very um, uh, like modest and like. Uh, feels very human. Like it doesn't not it does not feel like it's thinking too highly of itself, and it's all of this like philosophical like musings like that. Joe Perry is just like his voice is so perfect for this kind of thing. 
Um, I think it's available on like every single like audio platform. Um, and I'd highly recommend it. It comes out. I think new episodes come out um, every month on the first Sunday of every month. Um, so they take a bit, but like what's out is already really great. So I recommend that. Nice. All right. I like Joe Para. Uh, Kevin. Uh, last night I watched uh, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. And oh, I actually yeah. like so good. I was like pretty much like in the headspace to not like it, and I, I liked it. So oh, it, it was it was pretty good. I don't like think it's like amazing, but I think it's like yeah. a good movie. Like it's it's worth Fun watching. Uh, I will. I want to definitely mention that the main character is like the like kind of unfazed like everyman who quips, but like they didn't make him suck. Like he's mm. not annoying and stupid. Like every character who's like that. So they actually managed to pull that off in a movie, mm-hmm. and it's not horrible. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. This, this the illusion scene with the oh, was yeah. so yeah. fucking amazing. I was scene. like laughing out loud during that. Um, so yeah, uh, I recommend that movie. It's it's uh, well done, and they they solve a lot of the problems with very D and D methods, which was mm. creative and cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I felt like it didn't fall into a lot of the fantasy tropes that I am really sick of either. So. I think it's like a, a refreshing take on uh, high fantasy and uh, worth watching. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, my recommendation this week is go for a walk every day. Uh, you know, people people underrate the value of walking every day, and I think there are few things in the world more more uh, effective at like clearing your mind, making you feel better, and improving your health and and all that. So go for a walk. It's nice. I saw you post on Twitter about that too. So, like, at the back of my mind, I'm like, he's going to talk about walking this podcast, will he? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to recommend, uh, I think you should leave season three, Tim Robinson. Very Wait, dumb season three? show. Yeah, uh, one season and two? three. Have you seen is it? Is it like, what is it? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, has anyone heard of it? I have. I saw him. Yeah. I thought he was the guy who plays Daryl on Peep Show, but then he's not that guy. So he's <laughs> no. he's a different guy. Yeah, it's it's good. It's like um, it's it's like Tim and Eric, but really, if like mm. uh, the surrealism is died dialed down a lot more, and the absurdism is like dialed down, and it's not like as Adult Swimmy, but it's like on a Netflix platform. And what he does is he'll take he'll have all these sketches and each sketch is like taking a social ex- social situation to it it's extreme in a way that it would never ever happen in real life like for example and tim heidecker is even in some of the skits like um there's really? this one skit where tim heidecker is like asking tim robinson like oh yeah like uh where i'm monitoring your heart rate I just want to make sure that like you know everything is okay so just let me know when your heart rate goes up and it's like he keeps going to this nightclub called Club Aqua. And then Tim Heidecker's like, did you go to Club Aqua last night? It's like, no, no, I wasn't. I didn't go to Club Aqua. It's like, oh, well, you should invite me the next time. So it's like this doctor who's just monitoring his hot heart rate to see when he goes to a nightclub because he wants him to invite him to the nightclub. It's just like dumb shit like that. Um, mm. <laughs> but um, it's funny. Like some of the skits don't land, but but it's it's funny. It's like a good thing to put on when you're when you're bored on netflix it's very tim and eric light i like it so i think is that a lot of anti-humor what's up does that love the anti-humor from tim and eric yeah it does okay nice sometimes it's just like gross or like people yelling or just like something random happens um 
my, it, it, my... Also, there's a huge meme culture associated with it. You've probably seen yeah. like the hot dog guy meme where it's like we're all looking for the guy who did this. Like there's there's so many memes associated with this show and that's like part of the fun of watching it. Hmm. I'll say my favorite skit is um I can't remember if it's season one or season or season two, but it's um the one where like he dresses up in a costume to freak people out in a mall and like he has this whole setup of just putting him in this costume and all this makeup and stuff like that and he actually gets in the mall gets in the mall and he's like this is so hot i can't do this anymore i want to take it off he's like screaming at the people in the head and his uh earphone and he's like so angry and then he just like gets so depressed he's like i want to die he's like no he's like, i i don't want to be here anymore he's like what do you mean in the mall he's like no i i just don't want to be here he's like you want to you kill yourself and he just stops talking and <laughs> yeah. it's like it gets to like that point where like it's just mm. the delivery and everything is just so well done i i full i would honestly uh, recommend that as well with with oran it's really good yeah it's just i guess like one other example is like there's like a uh, skit that's like the bachelor or the bachelorette right and tim robinson's in in the skit and uh like the <laughs> the girl is just like yeah like uh, i don't think it's gonna work out um tim robinson because like instead of trying to court me you're just playing on the zip line the whole time and it's just shots of him on the zip line and he's just like i just like playing on the zip line it's just like dumb shit like that it's just like very dumb fucking humor but it's good mm. i like it sounds good <laughs> cool uh all right well i think we're gonna wrap up uh connor thanks for stopping by thank you thank you for inviting me i really appreciate it um yeah i have really appreciated talking about video games and stuff like that like i said don't talk a lot about about video games on my uh twitter and stuff like that which is uh connor mb like underscore on film and stuff um and like i said i also have a youtube channel uh which is everything is weird um and yeah i've just really enjoyed talking with you guys yeah, man, I, awesome. I'm, I finally know what you look like. I, I only, I don't think I've ever known what you look like, except for sometimes you'll post like a selfie, and I'm like, oh, that's it, what kind of looks like. They're like <laughs> 0.5 like fish eye lens pictures of me. That they're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them. I, I highly recommend following Connor's Letterboxed as well because Connor is like really good at keeping up with movies, and I feel like I always jump to your letterbox to see like what is good. So I recommend your letterbox as well. Cool. I try to flip feet consistent at least. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we have a, a Discord, which you can find in the show notes. Stop by, say hi. Uh, you can follow Warren and I on Twitter if you want to. Uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all that shit, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for listening. And oh, Madden. Oh my God, if I forgot Madden, that would be travesty. Madden, we love you. Uh, all right. I'm out of here. <laughs>